0: All right, who's ready for the first live show of October 2023? Yes, yesterday we had an amazing, absolutely amazing Sunday conversation with Mary Beth Gonzalez. We talked reminisced a lot about Nick Gonzalez and talked faith and freedom and all kinds of things and uh welcome to the 2nd of October 2023. We've got uh Pastor Craig and he's going to join us in this first hour talking a lot about some freedom issues. Uh, we got to uh, open up, though, on Bobby Kennedy, an announcement ap- apparently impending regarding how he's going to run for president. And we have, speaking of amazing, amazing grace, his her her father, uh, Scott Shera joins us again for some updates. And, you know, things I've been saying for years about modern medicine being the third, second or first leading cause of death. Uh, he's confirming uh, medical murder. Number one leading cause of death. Uh, we're going to get into that with him as well. Let me see what else. Uh, Ozempic is not just for uh, toxic weight loss. I mean, weight loss that is toxic. <laughs> but apparently it's going to protect you in the next pandemic. What are they talking about? Also, uh, airvax. An airvax. That's not a vacuum, is it? It's not a vacuum. No, no, no. What they're talking about is disseminating vaccines through the air not kidding we've talked about it. it used to be considered a conspiracy theory no it's all out there they want to do that and the homeopathic hit of the day no it's not a carbohydrate technically but you might think it is when you hear the name we'll talk about it right now as we get the robert scott bell show started go ahead
1: the robert scott the bell robert bell scott bell show
2: Voice of Health, Freedom, and Liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show.
0: Current Democrat candidate RFK Jr. says he'll have a major announcement a week from today. And media reports are that he will ditch the Democratic primary and launch his own third-party run. It's just a fact of our electoral system that third-party candidates like Joe Manchin or RFK Jr. Would Look, it's most weak for your side of Joe the party Biden.
2: if they're that worried about it.
0: This is just the way our electoral system works. I
2: mean, we've seen Republicans hurt quite a bit in the past by third-party candidacies like Ross Perot as well. So third-party candidacies have no chance of winning. The, our, our system is a two-party
0: system. Way to program the population, you liberal turd (laughs) Uh, welcome to the robert scott bell show i'm so sorry that's how i open up my monday show i know i'm so mean and nasty but listen this is all programming uh they don't want you to consider uh, robert f kennedy jr as a uh, legitimate presidential candidate but i guess they didn't want ross perot they didn't want ron paul either anybody that's outside of the uh, uh general control uh system and uh for some you know you look at trump and they didn't want him either uh, he kind of broke some of the their their party. Uh, uh, you know, I guess their party. Uh, we're having a party at the expense of all Americans. Uh, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show, the place for health, freedom, and healing, liberty. And yes, sometimes we do healing on a political level. Is that possible, political healing? I believe so. If we apply spiritual principles to every aspect of our life instead of allowing it to be disintegrated and to say, well, your spiritual life is your spiritual life and distance it from everything else. No, no, the spiritual life is everything. And it indicates the health of the physical body, the emotional body, the mental body, the etheric body, the, yes, economic and political body or bodies as well. Apply those principles and you'll see an extraordinary life one that's not filled with fear and disease and degeneration decay and dying and slavery of the mind the body etc i had a great weekend and i'm going to talk more about the bobby kennedy thing in a moment but i do want to mention the healing strong group susie griswold and family and one of the most extraordinary uh weekend events i've attended i've attended many because it was so heartfelt spirit-filled and it was all about healing strong or, you know, the organization started 10 years ago. It's the 10 year anniversary. I was at the first event and I was grateful to be invited back for the 10th. And uh, I spoke on, uh, well, I, I've not done this talk, I, even though there was elements of the things that I love to present to people to empower them, particularly in this case, those who are uh, feeling victimized in some way by cancer or they're succeeding in overcoming it. Some were using only holistic methods. Others were integrating, uh, Chemo, to holistic. And I talked about all of that, not in a judgmental way in any way, but I wanted to give perspective, as Susie asked me uh, to do, on the differences between, you know, the allopathic medical uh, methods, uh, those that claim to be integrative or complementary type medical people, uh, those who claim to be functional, I talked naturopathy, traditional naturopathy versus what I call allopathic naturopathy. If you've you know graduated from National College or Bastille or Bastyr, things like that where you're licensed. Uh, and I talked about homeopathy and herbalism. It was really a cool thing. That I was even looking back and going, dude, I've learned some stuff over the years <laughs> and I'm able to present on it. Uh, But it was a a jam-packed hour, and I don't know when we'll get access to that, but I'd love to make it available for everybody uh, to watch and see. But thank you uh, for uh, inviting me back to that, and uh, I'm grateful. My heart is happy for being able to be there and share with everybody uh, the wonderful healing tools of creation to bring the power to heal back where it belongs, that is, with each and every one of you. Now, when we talk about presidential politics, it's rife with – You know, unfortunately, a lot of anger and hatred and dissension and division. It's a Hegelian dialectic story. Now, if somebody comes along to break up the Hegelian dialectic, that messes up, you know, both sides of the equation. And we have right now uh, running for president still, I think, technically as a Democrat, although he tries to distance himself and rightfully so from what we see the modern Democratic Party uh, being a party of collectivism, globalism, Marxism. You know, these are, uh, you know, basically uh, socialist communists in their in their agenda. Now, some could argue fascist as well. Fascism, you know, the ownership of corporations by government. But is it the, uh, you know, the government that owns the corporations or is it vice versa? And in that case, you know what is it? Corporate fascism. The corporations actually are running things, and, and many on the Republican side of the, uh, uh, if you call it the dialectic, are also all in on corporate ownership of government, as they don't oppose the fear and death administration much at all. Maybe a little bit during the COVID crazy years, but overall, who, who of the Republican Party is calling for an end to the FDA? or at least an end to their ability to regulate speech as it comes to the freedom to know that the, 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 substances of creation, that which God created can actually protect you from, you want to call it disease infection can heal, prevent, mitigate remedy, all of those things, the things that the FDA says are only relegated to drugs that they approve, right? The moment you make a claim for something that is of nature of creation, to prevent a disease, to cure a disease, to treat a disease, to, you know, all of that, then suddenly the FDA and the FTC swoops in, the oligarchy as we know it swoops in and very few Republicans or Democrats say much about it swoops in and denies the freedom that is yours by virtue of your very existence. Your very creation your rights come from god not government and yet they will say well that's yeah that's a nice thing we heard about before but we can't allow that because then you might choose an herb or a homeopathic remedy over an fda-approved pharmaceutical like ozempic to protect you against the next pandemic i'm not kidding we're going to talk about that as well jonathan emord who's running for the united states senate knows all about this and already has legislation ready the moment he's in the senate to defang and and just, just weaken, and ultimately, we'd like to destroy the FDA. And I know that sounds mean and nasty, but look, they're responsible for approving that which is the leading cause of death in America, that which the, is delivered by allopathic Luciferian doctors. And no, that's not saying that all doctors are devil worshipers. It's just acknowledging that that first do-no-harm principle is not something they apply because the very first thing they do by writing on their prescription pad, here, take this drug, It's a toxic poison in the belief that they can poison you back to health. Outside of the initial phase of, let's say you are hit by a bus or shot and and almost killed with a bullet, you're riddled with bullets, they have an extraordinary ability to go in and remove the bullets, patch you up, stop the bleeding, but then they know nothing about accelerating regeneration of tissue, tissue healing at that point. Other than the fact that some doctors still use it around the world, they'll use a silver based drug for burn care because silver is a profound tool in reducing inflammation locally and upregulating a regenerative process in addition to being an antimicrobial. But it's so far from being a bioactive state in the form that they use it in hospitals. We have so much better. I got a call uh, this morning. I talked to a mom of a nurse, a functional nurse who's uh, or nurse practitioner who's over in Germany. And she said, hey, mom, I'm reading about the silver you're taking. The FDA says it is not safe or effective, da-da-da-da, on and on it goes. And I know I've addressed this many times over the years. In fact, I helped contribute to a, a, a rebuttal paper to the FDA's position on colloidal silver. But this is the same agency, FDA, that said the COVID injections were safe and effective that same agency back in 19 what 98 or 9 said that colloidal silver is not safe and effective now if a dietary mineral uh, manufacturer of colloidal silver or silver hydrosol products makes a claim that it's 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 supplement can cure prevent treat da, da da da. then suddenly it becomes classified as an unapproved new drug not not proven safe or effective for any of those uses that's where the fda comes back and the ftc comes in and this is where jonathan emord running for the united states senate will come in to the senate and make a huge difference and y'all thank you for supporting jonathan emord emord for va.com even if you're not in virginia to have allies for senator rand paul senator mike lee and others would be a tremendous boon. Even one more in there will tip the, you know, the balance back toward constitutional governance. And I'm not saying that's the only thing to do, but in this case, he's got a much more, I believe, realistic shot of becoming a U.S. senator than Bobby Kennedy has as becoming a U.S. president. And, and that's not me diminishing the potential for Bobby Kennedy to become president. And I want to talk to you all about that. And, and Super Don, I want you to open up your microphone before we bring in uh, Pastor Craig Hagan, uh, talk about this and a whole lot of other things. Because as Robert F. Kennedy knows now, he tried through the Democratic establishment to say, hey, give me a fair shake and I'll go in as a Democrat. I'll run as a Democrat. But they, he knew that he was completely going to be sabotaged. There's no illusion, no mystery about that. Now he's running as someone a little left of center, but I think more libertarian and in, in many ways conservative like his uncle as a Democrat. In fact, his uncle, Robert Oh, sorry. I mean, let me just say this, not his dad, Robert, but John F. Kennedy, as a Democrat, is more conservative than many Republicans that are now serving in the U.S. House and Congress.
1: It's called a so, classic, classic liberalism.
0: Right. I mean, that's classic that's liberalism. what it is. Yeah. The classic,
1: classic liberal, which yeah. uh, is foreign to liberals of today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't know. They think if you if you speak like a classic liberal, you you are a, a, a conservative, which is bizarre. Yeah. You know, but. Um yeah, I mean I, I think RFK Jr. he's I think he's pulling around 14% right now. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> and I think there's only one one Democrat behind him, and that's that Marianne Wilson. I think is oh, her name. Williamson, Williamson. Williamson. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I you know, I personally think this is probably a good move for him mm-hmm. because uh I don't think he's gonna get a fair shake in the Democratic Party because he's not towing the line. And uh, for whatever reason, they're they they, they they're still, like, getting behind Biden. And and, and it's just, it, you just look at that and you just go, why? What do you guys, I don't understand. You know, is that, is that all you've got? Is that the best you can do mm-hmm. right now? I mean, that's that's all you've got in, in the Democratic Party? The best you could do is Biden? Yeah, um, it's just embarrassing. I, I don't know what they're waiting for. Now, maybe they're waiting, they're, they're thinking that, you know, with all these, these lawsuits and stuff like that that Trump is going to end up getting just knocked completely out of contention. And then they might go, okay, well now, now it makes more sense. But as it stands right now, it's just like, really? Biden, I still think this is what you guys are going to put up there?
0: super don i'm still thinking they're waiting for uh uh michael i mean michelle obama i'm sorry dude did i say that yeah you said that. so much confusion and dysphoria totally Uh, a mistake they want to i think that's what they want they perceive that they could bring you really think so
1: you think that's what they're going to do in the the last minute there is that going to be the october surprise or something
0: i let me just say that i know that they are trial ballooning it on some levels behind the scenes. And if they think they can succeed, they will attempt to do so because they they know that Biden cannot win unless they cheat at this point, because the guy Mm. is even obvious to Democrats not present at all, whoever's pulling his strings. But the idea that the, uh, you know, one man, whether it be Bobby Kennedy, as we said, with one man, Ron Paul, who we supported, Mm. uh, could change everything overnight. No, we've got a lot of inertia that's moving and has moved for many now generations toward collectivism and Marxism. Through socialism, and you know to screech on those brakes, it takes a long time to stop and slow it down. Turn, you know, turn it ar- around. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop trying. Uh, but uh, look, it takes everybody being obstinate in their defense of individual liberty. Yeah, well. And if they're not willing, if you're not willing, if I'm not willing, then all the other stuff about voting, whether you believe voting is even helpful or not, is not going to do much. So, by all means, if you feel like voting can make a difference it can only do so when you live differently when you truly believe in freedom to the to the level that you'll stand against tyranny and pay that price right now which could be you know a harsh price but it's not even the harshest price relative to our founders who what put on, what do they lay on the line their life liberty sacred honor we talked about that with the sacred fire of liberty each week with Jonathan Ewart. so All right. um, anything you want to add on the uh, independent run that looks like it's Yeah, coming? I just I don't know.
1: It's it's you know we we do this every every election, right? Mm-hmm. Where we're just you know we get caught up in the we have no I mean it's we're what a year away. Yeah. I mean so many things can happen between now and then. As it stands right now, uh, I mean if you look at you take Trump out of the equation just for a minute and look at everybody else that's running right now. Yeah. Who who looking at that group, do you look at and you go, Yeah, that, that's my guy.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, it's just not really I'm not really excited about what's what you know, the, the, the people that are running at the moment. And you look at these, you watch these debates, and just everybody's just trying to out uh, outdo each other with with political gibberish, and 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 you know it's just it's kind of disappointing at the moment. So I don't know. I'm I, jury is way out for me mm-hmm. on what's going on here, and I, I got to keep an eye on what's happening with Trump too, because listen, nobody is coming even close to him as far as polling goes. It's right. not even close so it's it's a very weird situation i mean how many how many lawsuits is trump going up? Uh, brand new one today he went into <laughs> the the, the new york uh fraud uh, uh case that's been mm-hmm. against him with that Leti- letitia uh, james who campaigned oh, right. yeah. on i'm gonna get trump that was her yeah. whole campaign I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get trump if you like me dude so craziness it, you know, going on right now
0: it's farcical uh, you know, it's embarrassing as an American how far we've descended away from our founding principles. I, it doesn't mean I'm giving up on it, but I, I will acknowledge, and we, we self-efface here. We're not afraid. Go ahead. One,
1: one other point. You know that, that crossfade that we came in with? Yeah. When, you know, you have the lady, she's like, oh, well, you
0: know, third-party
1: politics, they'll never win. There's no point in doing it. You know, it's never going to win. That always gets under my skin. Because yeah. you know what? It's like it, you can't. It's predictive programming. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, I understand we are a two-party system, but is that how this country was founded? Was it founded on a two-party system?
0: No, I'd like to ban parties. I mean, I'm not into banning things, but I think it'd be better if we had to, like, I I do know what you are. Let me find out what you are by asking you questions, and we're looking at your track record. I guarantee
1: if you got the right person in there coming in, a third party, Mm -hmm. there are so many disenfranchised people that don't even vote anymore, like me. Sure. Okay. Or or people that are just like, well, okay, I got to pick my guy in the horse race. But really, honestly, down deep, honestly, in their soul, they wish they had somebody that they could vote for. And instead of just picking the lesser of two evils, right? Mm -hmm. And the independent voters in this country, that silent majority, they make up a whole lot of people. So if you got the right person in there, Mm -hmm. uh, I wholeheartedly believe that a third party could win. We just I, well, haven't I had the right so. person yet.
0: Especially against the Democrats as they stand today. I mean, that's the, the other thing I, I didn't want to mention, but I'm going to go ahead and mention it. Uh, I think they're uh, also planning to run Diane Feinstein against uh, Biden. I, she, I, I heard, yeah, I, yeah. yeah rumor has
1: alive. it that, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, she did pass away, not to make light of that. But, no, but uh, I think
0: she's looking more alive From what Biden, I understand,
1: it talking. has not hurt her reelection campaign at all.
0: Okay. Exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, with that, let's bring in another <laughs> a freedom guy. Pastor (laughs) Craig Hagan. Welcome, Pastor Craig.
2: Oh, it's good to be here with you guys and, and kind of enjoying the conversation here.
0: Dude, I, I appreciate you. I looked into what you do. I think we might have met briefly at one of the Reawaken America tours. You hosted the first one with Clay Clark on yeah. the group, and um, you're not afraid to stand up on, on, on your belief, for your beliefs and also recognize that people of faith need to stand up, not because we want uh, a theology or theocracy. Let me just say it that way, because we don't. We want freedom of religion here in America for all faiths to be able to worship as they see fit. But uh, the idea that we should distance our spiritual beliefs from, let's say, the body politic. I think that's a wrong-headed notion because where do we get our, our, our uh, perspectives on what is right and wrong and the foundations of America, which are rooted in that as well?
2: Yeah, I think one of the bad things about it is you know our morality right now in America is just like trash. I mean, you know, we, we have no morality, and I do believe in freedom of religion. I, I actually, uh, we were at City Hall here in Tulsa. I'm, I'm in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma, during the they told us a mass mandate broken era did not that's a suburb i live in and i'm i'm very involved in broken era politics and so no we had no mass mandate we'll never have a mass mandate we're not even talking about covid again in the the city politics but we were there and some guy was being an idiot doing all kinds of stuff i said you know we're standing up for his right to be an idiot i mean that's the thing we're standing up and and yeah he is an idiot and he's Mm -hmm. trying to block us but you know what he has that right just like we have a right to, to speak and i think that's what we need to do but this bobby kennedy thing you know bobby kennedy actually spoke at uh, one maybe two of our events i wasn't um there to meet him i would like to meet him um i think you know a third party actually in today's day and age might could win especially i believe a lot of democrats will um you know will go over to bobby kennedy Mm -hmm. and uh, my dad was a huge john f kennedy fan um you know in fact he believes that he might have been the greatest president ever well of course that was you know that was before ronald reagan actually was president too so whenever he said that um but you know um i think they're actually this bobby kennedy thing is going to force the democrats hands to find an alternate candidate like a michelle obama or michael obama whichever you want to call him or a gavin (laughs) gavin newson or somebody like that because think about this how are they going to cheat enough Mm -hmm. um you know because they're going to get a lot of independent votes they're going to get some democrat votes they're going to go to this third party and it's going to be harder to cheat and there's also right. another third party they're talking about that, you know, like Senator Manson or someone might, might be, and thus this is going to be the, what, what is it? The, the, the no limits party or the no something party. I don't know what it is. The no party either. party.
0: No
1: limits. No labels no limits. is what it's called. No labels. No labels. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is.
2: No labels party. And maybe right. they're going to, you know, so, um, you know, there might be a couple of, of viable third parties, you know, there's always some third parties, but there might be some viable ones. And I believe that in the Senate, We've actually had a few senators that have come um, as independents, I, I believe. Um, and I think that, I mean, you know, if the Democrats don't find a better candidate, I think that they're, um, you know, they're in trouble. Um, and, and I do believe now I will say Roger Stone, one of my good friends, um, and uh, he called this a long time ago. Um, he said Bobby Kennedy would run as a third party. He's also said that they're going to get Michelle Obama. The reason is, is because he doesn't think that Biden will finish out his term and he believes that um, Kamala Harris will become president for a short time. He says the only way to replace a woman of color is with another woman of color. So that's that's his take. Um, And um, Ted Cruz actually came out and said something similar as well. So we'll see.
0: Are they going to make it a litmus to determine whether you're a man or a woman? I mean, it's so confusing nowadays.
2: Well, I, I do believe, though, you know, I there's been a thought what, whether he's going to you know, come out as the first transgender president. Um, but here's the thing about it is after the Bud Light fiasco, I don't think, you know, America's not ready for that. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not just conservatives that drink Bud Light. I mean, I don't drink Bud Light, but, you know, right. I mean, you know, there are a lot of people who drink Bud Light that mm-hmm. was really upset about that whole transgender thing. And so I don't think it's going to fly. You, you got to realize transgenderism, what is like three percent of america i mean it's not like it's you know like mainstream like they they make it seem
0: no it's not it's it's a media uh fiction but they have a lot of power still to program people into believing that it's larger than it is i think at this point not that i'm a bud light fan but you know Heck, a Bud Light can for president is better than a lot of the candidates. It's an inanimate object. I would like to see better than that. And, yeah, I, I do. And I've said I've, we have, we've, we've interviewed Bobby Kennedy. I'd love to have him back on the show. Uh, I like him. He's a man of great integrity. He's been through a lot. He's, he's revealed a lot about his experiences with addiction. Uh, he, he speaks out about the quality of food issue. Right. How, you know, the corporatization of food production has has created disease, as well as uh, the sacrament in the Church of Pharmaceutical Mysticism, a.k.a. the V word, uh, has created a disaster for generations now since the uh, uh, 1986 Act, which is, uh, you know, probably the worst thing Reagan did. Uh, in signing that act, he was, you know, convinced and deceived. But at the same time, he he sp- spoke against it, but still signed it and, and predicted where it went. And it did go there. Uh, we need to repeal that as well. But the idea that we have a, a sanctioned religion in the United States is is patently offensive to those of us who believe in freedom of religion. And what is the religion? Again, Church of Pharmaceutical Mysticism. If you don't believe that modern medicine is the state sanctioned religion, try to uh, care for a, a child that has been diagnosed with cancer but, to, you know, say, I don't want chemo, I don't want radiation, I don't want surgery, I want to go to the natural methods that God provides, and you will find how fast your federal, state, and local governments will come after you and take your child away from you. And so, you know, this is a, you know, a real issue that I've been arguing for years, that we have a state-sanctioned religion in violation of the First Amendment, and it's not Judaism, Christianity, or Islam.
2: It's crazy. So, so those takeaway, like, child abuse, correct? I mean, if, if you, if you don't know um, give them modern medicine, you know, because we got to trust the science, right?
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep, and and the same group that said safe and effective about the COVID uh, injections, of course, proven to be exactly the opposite are still the organizations that the media, the government, and, and, you know, a lot of medical doctors are looking at as a legitimate authority. Now, many doctors we've seen wake up. Some of them have been on the stage, the reawaken America stage and other stages speaking out against this. And I, I welcome them to the fold after so many years or decades, but, uh, still to, uh, uh, let's say place these doctors as if they're exalted spiritual beings above all the rest. That's, false idolatry. And that needs to stop. I don't think any doctor should be set above any human or any other doctor. We should recognize they're all humans, infallible, and they might have knowledge in certain areas, but not all. And that we would engage in discussion, debate, argument, all of that in freedom of speech, which was one of the foundation principles here. And that includes the freedom, uh, you know, spiritual, religion, what our beliefs are.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's, that's the thing right now. Um, when president Trump got elected to become president, he actually thought that, you know, he wrote the art of the deal. He figured that we could sit down together. We, we can work out a compromise. You know, we can talk, but that doesn't work any well, you know, anymore. I mean, it, it's, it's all about you either do it, you know, one way or the other way. There is no middle of the road. And I think that's where we have an issue we need to get back to where we can actually pass laws and and i realize that everything's not going to be exactly like i want it but um you know we really i mean the, there is we can't speak i mean we can't speak out and if we do then we become racist or misogynist or, or whatever um, by speaking out you know you know, well, it, we're it's banned
0: from, from this, the town square, which has become the <laughs> electronic town square of social media, uh, which we've been pulled off of uh, various uh, media platforms, as we know, for speaking uh, truth that we perceive, believe, we'll even back it up and we'll argue with anybody about it, not to uh, uh, create a, uh, uh, let's say, an environment of hatred, but one of, let's say, engage in a battle of ideas. And, and allow the best one to, to, you know, rise to the top based on, you know, what would normally and naturally happen in an open discourse.
2: Yeah, I think think it's crazy that, that, you know, people can't have an opinion anymore. I mean, you know, and if you have the wrong opinion, you just get banned. And um, like you said, not all about banning, but, you know, sometimes some people need to get banned. Maybe just the banners need to need to get banned. So that way we can actually have an open discourse, you know, and kudos to someone like Elon Musk. Um, you know, I'm not hundred percent, you know, you know, on board with everything he does, but, um, you know, thank God he actually opened up for more freedom of speech um for us and right. whatever his network's called, I guess it's X now, but former Twitter.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we're on there. And thankfully we haven't been banned at least recently. And uh, what we're saying here, by the way, uh, if you want to learn about Craig, he has uh, got Rima, is it pronounced Rima? R-H-E-M-A?
2: It's Rhema, R E T M A. it's a Greek word, um, meaning the spoken word. And Rhema Bible Training College is our Bible college that we have. And um, um, we actually have graduated 117,000 students all around the world. Um, rbtc.org if you want to check it out. And then if you want to know more, anything about our ministry, if you'll just go to rhemabiblichurch.com or rhema, um, org you can find more information about us. Also, I am co-founder of Pastors for Trump, um, so obviously I don't have to tell you who I'm supporting. Um, and that's Pastors 4 with an, with an F-O-R, or Pastors number 4. And um, we have over 10,000, not all of them are pastors, but we have we have 10,000 individuals that have joined us that are backing um, President Trump. Um, we do a, normally a monthly prayer, prayer call. We kind of took a summer hiatus, and so actually we didn't do one in September. Um, we had the, the distinct pleasure of having President Trump, um, Roger Stone, General Flynn, Mike Lindell, Rudy Giuliani, and other other people, um, on our different various calls. Um, you know, um, you know, it's interesting because all of these um, you know, folks have become my my good friends. And in fact, um, you know, I was watching the J- January 6th so-called trial one day. I'm like, these are all my friends are talking about. So anyway, you know, it's um, you know our our thing is we believe that president trump is is the best person for the job he's not our jesus though you know some people say well you guys worship president trump no we don't we worship jesus christ all right but we do think um, president trump is the best person for the job Is, is he the is he a pastor no he's not a pastor is he the best christian in the world no you know he's the best person to become president of the united states once again and um like you said all the other candidates really kind of fall short i mean there's there's nobody in in his you know, in his category, and um, you know, we're excited about him winning another election, and I believe this third party thing with um RFK is is a good thing um for, for the campaign. So um, well, I'm, I think I'm it would be
0: honestly, it would be good for Trump to have to debate Bobby Kennedy, so we can see real ideas being exchanged. And there might be a lot more agreement than they agree, than they think. But uh, the the reality is we're better off when we have that kind of discussion. And, and, you know, you mentioned that I was going to bring that up with you about Trump, because, you know, a lot of people of faith will say, well, Trump is not a moral man based on, and they'll fill in the blank and say that. I'm like, are you voting for Jesus for office? Is Jesus running? (laughs) I don't know about that. But, you know, the point is all men are available as well as women. And, uh, you try to do the best you can and putting people of integrity in there. Uh, you know, it was interesting. Some of the things from people on the left, like Bill Maher, talked about how uh, I, I think it was that uh, Trump at one point appearing on a, uh, on the debate stage, The you know, the, the previous time he was running and went yeah. and won uh, how he you know, when he said you have cheated, you've hidden your tag. It's like yeah, I've done exactly what you have done, Hillary. You know, it was like the first time they were honest about gaming the system that is a system gamed against most Americans that are not at that level. And that honesty woke up a lot of people, even though people might go, oh, man, that's dishonest. But at the same time, he was the only one that spoke truthfully about that. And, and you know, the, the deception is that the Democrats don't do what rich people do. I mean, dude, they're all in on corporatism and fascism, even more so than a lot of the Republicans right now. So it's not an ideal situation. But I guess you say uh, the, the ground for liberty, again, that's a Thomas Jefferson thing, uh, gained by inches, you know, not all at once. As I said, I supported Ron Paul, and I think he was the most pure in terms of founding father integrity candidate I've ever seen in my lifetime. Uh, Yet, even if he were to become president, it doesn't change all of the inertia associated with everything else. We have to individually step up and defend freedom, recognize our rights come from God and live accordingly. Or else it doesn't matter, good, bad or ugly, who's in office, you know, because we're just going to comply with whatever they do.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I do think you're you're correct. I I believe that the debates with President Trump and and RFK, um, you know, that that will spurn that they're going to want to put a Democrat in there because, because I mean, you know, you're going to see two perspectives, and uh, two, you know, so I hope that does happen, um, you know, because I mean, I, if Biden is, I mean, there's no way that he can he can't debate. I mean,
0: uh, no, no, surely, can't I mean, have I, mean
2: I mean, you know, there there's no way. I mean, you know, and, and I know they're trying to do this covid you know however you know 5.0 or whatever they're trying to do but biden actually screwed up the other day that's one of you know that, that whenever he showed up and he says hey they told me to wear a mask but i'm not wearing one well he just messed up their 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 deal because, you know, they're trying to get everyone to wear a mask and COVID again, and they can't even get the president to wear a mask.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. Hey, we've got this website linked up as well in the show notes today at robertscatbell.com. It's October 2nd, 2023. For those of you listening or watching live, thank you for being here. There's a live chat room. Say hello. Let us know where you're listening or watching from uh, both on robertscatbell.com slash listen and the various social media outlets outlets that we're not banned on and even rumble. Uh, you have at rima or Rema, I'm sorry, dot org. R H E M A dot org comes up. Uh, Don't be stupid. A prodigal yeah. story, a book that uh, you've <laughs> written. And tell me a little bit about this.
2: So that actually was never intended to, to be a book. Um, I actually, um, I, I still on Tuesday nights we have. Uh, well, it started out to be singles. Now it's just we call young adult singles of any age thing called Synergy. And um, I spoke in the prodigal son. Uh, and so on the prodigal son, I talked about that their prodigal son, you know, he, he asked his dad for his inheritance early, and then he went out, um, and ended up squandering all his money. But, but I pointed out that he didn't intend to squander his money. He intended to go make, you know, go make some of himself, but it was because people he surrounded himself with, you know, made him make stupid decisions. And we see it in modern day, you know, thing, you know, we see these rap artists or whatever, like I, I even, um, you know, um, You know, what's his name? MC Hammer talked about that that whenever he made it big, he had like 23 people in his entourage that traveled with him. Pretty soon, MC Hammer spent all his money. Um, And that's what this person did. The prodigal son did. Um, He made stupid decisions, ended up what I call a stupid place, ended up in a pig pen, um, Hmm. you know, feeding the pigs. And then he... um, finally woke up and i said you know when you get your stupid place um that you're going to wake up one day and he realized that even his father's servants have it better than he does and so he went back to become a servant of his dad he goes you know i know i can't be because you understand when you ask for your inheritance early then you know and that religion obviously jewish religion then you're like you're dead to me i mean you know i mean i'm you're you're out so So he thought there's no way i can be a i can be a son again but when he went back to become a servant his dad's like open willing and said you'll never be a servant you'll always be a son that's just pointing out that that god always loves us no matter how stupid we've done no matter what kind of stupid decisions we made now i actually didn't um i wasn't going to title it don't be stupid i had some other like living in the pig pen or whatever the marketing people here at Rama. Like, yeah, we call it, let's call it Don't Be Stupid. I'm like, you know, but my my grandfather told me not to say stupid from the platform, you know, but anyway, so it's actually become a big hit because of the title. You're right, um, right. A lot, I,
0: like it is, yeah.
2: Yeah, so, is. so, so you know, it, but but it's it really, it's a prodigal son story if you read it in the Bible. Uh, on a modern day take, I actually am, mm. um, um, you know, so I kind of do a modern modern day product. And it was mainly for young adults. I mean, that that was what it for, because how many young adults end up in a stupid place by making stupid decisions by surrounding themselves by stupid people? Um, you know, but it's been actually a great. And, you know, it's a great stocking stuffer. There has to be somebody in your life that needs. Don't be stupid. Um, you know, and like I said, you can get an order from our, our website. Um, you know, or other websites. So Anywhere you find a book, you know, unfortunately, the big box places like Amazon yeah. or places like that, you can buy that book. And you know, it's an awesome book.
0: You have, a, a, I guess, a, a right to be stupid, but you're just saying, <laughs> hey, it's not a good idea, really. Uh, also, as you talk about, you know, various, uh, you know, belief systems, you have a right to believe what you want to believe. I mean, the, the, the line, of course, we draw is when that you know, belief system uh, converts into a behavior that violates the rights of others because my rights end where yours begin. That's, you know, the, the, you know, the creation of us, each of us as an individual, a divine spark of God manifested in living in a body in this lifetime. This body isn't who we are. It's a, you know, it's a, a temple that we live in for a while until we move on. But, um, the idea of, uh, you know, having different beliefs and perspectives, that's one of the things that in the, cancel culture now that we're we're seeing so much primarily not exclusively but primarily from what they call whatever the political left is today it really wants to create a one-size-fits-all religion you know and that used to be the accusation against the so-called christian right back in the day that they wanted everybody to believe and we want the government to mandate you believe what we believe you find out that if you talk to a you know what i'd call hesitate to say it this way a real christian a real christian believes in freedom and would like mm-hmm. to inspire you to live a better, more spiritual life based on, you know, the belief system that you have, but not wanting the government to do it. And if they do, then they are lost in their belief system.
2: Yeah, you know, this goes back to the, the phrase that everyone points out, separation of church and state, that, um, that Thomas Jefferson said, I guess, I think it was the Baptist, um, you know, whatever in Massachusetts, something like that. But, you know, the point was, let's keep the government out of our religion. It wasn't the other way around. It wasn't to, to keep religion out of government. It was to keep the government out of religion. And so we looked during the whole COVID thing. That was the whole point. They want to get involved in our religion and how we worship God and things like that, um, you know, I'm happy to say here in Oklahoma, which I, it's sad we have to pass a law, but during the whole COVID mess, our legislature went together with, and I'm very involved in Oklahoma politics, and we passed a law that basically affirming the First Amendment, so the government can no longer tell a church how to have church, when to have church, how many people to have, what kind of thing, you know, so, and so Basically, no governor, no not, nobody in Oklahoma can tell us what to do as far as our church, which I think that's pretty awesome. Although there shouldn't be a law because we have the First Amendment rights to mm-hmm. assemble as we please. But, um, you know, you know, we passed it because because of you know, all the COVID overreach thing. And you know that's the point in time, you know, yes, I, I would li- like people to, to believe in God, but you know what, you have a right not to, um, you know, but I fight for your rights. So that's the deal. I fight for freedom. Yes. Um, you know, and you have freedom to be I- an idiot. In fact, in fact, here we go. This right here, this is a, the satanic um, um, um American flag right here, a postcard I got from someone who says they're Satan and he has a right, or she has a right to be an idiot as well. You know, um. I don't really really like it but it's interesting yeah. what this one says it says dear craig our servants in government and media are aware of your vain efforts to restore your modern guru donald trump to the presidency you will fail america's ours prideful godliness sexual perversion and gross immorality are here to stay the two millennial of your christ um, are finished the kingdom of darkness rises your children will convert to our ways Abandon hope from hell satan 666 postmark Denver, Colorado, you know what? This person has a right to be an idiot, Um, you know, yeah. and, but, you know, it is kind of scary. This is where morality is going in America today. I mean, you know, I mean, this, this guy thinks it's mainstream right. in, and maybe in Colorado, maybe it is, but, um, you know, and I, I do get, you know, a lot of um, great mail like that. So I'm, pretty much I get weekly mail,
0: by the way. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, proverbially over the target, uh, Pastor Craig, you know, the the idea of America and its, you know, limited governance, if you will, a Republican form of government relies upon a moral people because it, it maximizes freedom, minimizes government intervention and, and intrusion. But if you have uh, people that have no moral uh, limitations, uh, you have, you know, wanton anything. Anything goes. Violations of rights become commonplace and, and almost normal. And as we've seen right now, I have to acknowledge on the Democratic left, they're arguing nobody should be prosecuted for any crime. Now, I agree that there are many crimes on the books that are not actually crimes. They, you know, the, you know, in, yeah, under yeah. corporatism and the in their corporate raiders that actually thieve us and enslave us as well by controlling government. But the basic context of c- the common law, the golden rule, these are the things that we're talking about: baseline moral uh, or you know, might say ethical behavior. When that's lost and there is no accountability within government. In fact, you know, the 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 law and order scenario uh, is gone. Then now you have to be able to take quote-unquote, the law into your own hands to defend your life, liberty, and property, which was never abandoned even under the Constitution. You still have that right, but they'd like to criminalize those that exert that right of defending their life, their liberty, and property.
2: Yeah, you know, I was told during COVID the Constitution doesn't matter, and that really that really made me mad. I mean, you know, the, the thing about it is the, the left or whatever, they, they just think that they can make whatever rules they want to make regardless of what our constitutional fathers um, put out there and, and they knew and that's the thing they made rules that they weren't going to stick they knew eventually the courts were going to throw them out but you know they're like you know we're going to i mean I, I know people who no longer have rent houses anymore because you mean they they lost their cert during the rent moratorium or, what, or whatever and um you know it's just I, I don't understand how the government can get involved in so many things um you know and it it's just crazy
0: yeah you know, like it i said
2: are trying to step on our rights. I mean, you know, we we should have mm-hmm. a I mean, we have God given like I said, they come from God, they don't come from their government. Mm-hmm. Um, but most people, if you don't believe in God, then obviously, you know, or a higher power at least. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to believe like I believe. I get it. I mean, I'm I'm a pastor, but I'm okay with you not believing like I believe. But I'm not okay with you stepping on my my rights. Correct. Um, you know,
0: yeah. I mean that's, that's where it crosses the line. And uh yeah. by all means, uh those that recognize besides the gift of life that God gave us, the second one of the and I, like, I know we can argue about what's the second most important gift is <clears throat> for me, it's agency, it's freedom. Uh, I've yeah. learned what I've learned because God gave me the freedom to screw up, as you said. To be stupid, to be a moron, to, you know, figure it out the hard way. And as much as we don't want to have our children do that, sometimes we got to let them as they grow up to learn about these things that we try to tell them. But they need to experience it like the proverbial, oh, the hot, this is what hot is. You learn by burning. And and that's part of, uh, I believe, the design that God laid out here so that we would eventually choose to come back, not because we are coerced, deceived or frightened into it
2: yeah and and i think that's where a lot of christians are a lot of christians try to scare you into being a christian and you know i think that's that's you know they don't understand the love of god i mean you know the the deal is god does love us and he loves us even when we're stupid and so i mean you know i mean you know you know we do make mistakes um you know in life but god still loves us and and i i think that's the thing i'm different than most pastors because I I love I love everybody. The Bible says, "For God so loves the world." Well, you know, the worldly person is not you know not the moral person, but you know, God still loves you, and um you know, but He wants you to make the right choice. But you know, you have like I said, I'm all about freedom. Now, what what I am not about, and thank God once again, Oklahoma, we've actually passed a law that you can't mutilate children. Um, you know, you know, once a child becomes an adult, they can make choice to mutilate themselves if they want to. But um, I think that's, you know, that's terrible that now we're mutilating kids. Um, and, you know, and here's you know, like you said, I cannot choose an alternative medicine for my kid, but I can just mutilate them and, and change them into whatever sex that I so desire. I mean, that's just like that's just messed up.
0: Bizarre doesn't even begin to describe it. Uh, you know, I've heard that God loves us more than we love our own defilements. And, yeah. you know, th- that is a hard thing mentally to con- conceive of. But. You know, it's the, the experience that brings us back to that love eventually as you you test the waters out and you find out the other stuff doesn't work so well for us. Now, some people get it before they die. Some people don't. Uh, but that is, again, the design. I, I like to inspire people back to their you know spiritual origin point. I'm not here to tell them what that is. I have beliefs about it. You have beliefs about it. But I respect them enough as, as God respects me enough to figure it out. Uh, you know, if, if, if it's my children, I'm not going to let them run out in street and play in traffic. I mean, we have an obligation, at, but at a certain point you grow up, you're an adult, you know, I, I would argue against mutilating your body for these things, even as adults. But you know, again, that's a freedom that you have at that point. So we've got a lot, a lot, certainly in common. I think people of faith do when they step back and realize the freedom that we've been given by God is something that our founders really understood. And wanted to establish a government that maximized our freedom, limited the governmental role to prohibit us from doing things as long as it was not, again, violating the rights, liberties, property, et cetera, of others. And uh, we've we've kind of lost our way in that regard. I think there are people trying to find our way back. Like, my friend, I don't know if you've interviewed. I'd love to have you interview Jonathan Emord. I think you would absolutely go, oh, my gosh, this guy needs to be in the U.S. Senate. Uh, emord 4 vacom Uh, lines with these principles we're discussing here today so there are good people running i'm not saying that they're not but we also need to help them not only by if you decide to vote or support them economically but to live according to those beliefs because you know ultimately they can't do it from within if we're not willing to live in freedom outside of government
2: yeah it's something else i want to point out you make a great point you know what it doesn't matter if a senator there's only two senators from every state and I don't care if they're from your state or another state, you know, I want to encourage other people to support other P pe- other senators that are running for other States, because, you know, that's another vote that we have um, in, in the, in the, you know, in, in the U S Senate and and we need all of the senators on board, you know, um, you know, obviously there's funny business going on in the senatorial election. There's no way that John Fetterman um, beat a, a, a TV star like Dr. Oz. I mean, you, you'll never, you'll never convince me that that was a, a fair, a fair race. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we really need, um, you know, senators that will, that will stand, um, um, for our belief system. And so whether, you know, well, even, even house members as well, but senators even more so, cause there's only two per state. Now, every state, including, you know, Oklahoma doesn't have a lot of power, you know, in, in a lot of things, but in the Senate, we are you know, equal to every other yeah, yeah. state. And, and so, um, you know, at least it we have
0: to be that the uh, the the so-called House, if you will, the representatives yeah. in each state would vote on the senator to represent the state. And that changed, I believe, with the 17th Amendment, where then they made it a popular election. And I think the states technically lost standing, even though, you know, I know the basis for why they did it. Uh, so we've got to find, you know, real, I would say, patriots like, for instance, Jonathan E. Mord. They want to go in, to want to serve, to want to change things for the better, to restore freedom, not to diminish it any more than it's already been diminished. And I appreciate your perspective, Pastor Craig Hagan. You guys check him out, rhema, Bible R-H-E-M-A, BibleChurch.com, and also rhema.org, R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. And uh, Craig, dude, you're welcome here. Anytime I've enjoyed our conversation together, really, really aligned with what you're saying.
2: Amen. God bless you guys. And, um, you know, take care. Have a great day.
0: Yes. Thanks for being on board. And again, folks, uh, you know, this is a this has been an ongoing theme here on the show. Bringing people of faith, talking about faith. Why not to frighten you or not to convert you or convince you, but to recognize that the the media's perspective on people of faith is that they all want to convert you or kill you. right? Like the entire history of religion. Yes, there's been a lot of that in the history of religion, whether it be Christianity, uh, uh, Islam, other things. You can find plenty of evidence to say a lot of people have died in the name of religion. I'm not arguing against that. I'm talking about what we're dealing with now. The people of faith that I will feature believe in what? Your freedom and want to defend your freedom because they also want freedom to believe as they believe. And that's an incredibly respectful place. And the religious or a religious left wants you to believe what they believe, wants you to accept everything they want, and they want the government to force you into that. So they have become the dangerous religion, if you will, that is a convert or die scenario. It's just it's, it's bizarre. It's changed. It's flipped on its head from maybe what it once was. But that's a reality we're dealing with now. So as I discuss these things, if you have questions or comments, you can write in at robertscadbell.com. You can chime in live in the chat room. You can leave us a message at 866 bell 866 939 You can become a patron supporter if you'd like. We do daily homeopathic hits to empower you even further uh, with that healing that you believe is yours by your birthright. I certainly believe that. And I want you to have the freedom to engage in that way and all, all of these ways, as long as you violate nobody else's rights in the process. It's not too much to ask. Uh, you know what is too much to ask, apparently, is the FDA to actually follow the science. <laughs> and those who believe in strong, centralized government planning on medicine and uh, health care, which is not health care in America. There are those out there actually claiming that Ozempic. Yes, you know it. Ozempic, that thing that can give you Ozempic face, Ozempic butt and worse, is going to save you from the next pandemic. I kid you not. This is an article we have linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. I'd encourage you to check it out. I think it's up on Newsweek. Yeah. How Ozempic could help combat the next pandemic? (laughs) Like what? Semi-glutide. Man, to destroy your glutes is already seeing widespread uptake as a weight loss and diabetes drug. It's supposed to be a diabetes drug that's now used for weight loss, off-label. Obesity, prevalent comorbidity during the coronavirus. This is how they're doing it. It's sort of like a A- plus B equals C. So C equals there, there, on and on. But it's, it's kind of a, a non-starter for me in reality. You see, obesity, prevalent comorbidity during cro- coronavirus. So if we can just get a decline in obesity by any means necessary, even if it destroys your immune system and every other system in your body, well, Zempic may be our answer. <laughs> the theory is they'll improve your immu- imm- uh, immunity, Right. And uh, the severity, reduce the severity of the illness if you can just get your weight off, even if it kills you in the process. I'm not kidding. This is just a you know, disaster. Now, a secondary article here from Novo, about Novo Nordisk over at Fierce Pharma. Um, Ozempic has just been given a new label update. And it actually acknowledges and flags the risk of intestinal blockage disorders. Which belies the previous claim you just heard me say that it'll somehow protect you during the next pandemic or from it. Because you all know that your immune system is much stronger when your intestinal tract is blocked and you can't poop. Because <laughs> clearly your immune system's not going to work if you're pooping. What? What? You can't make this stuff up. The Ozempic label now acknowledges one potential side effect, which is a direct effect that is not marketable. In some people, it blocks your GI tract. But, hey, we're going to sell it to you because it's going to protect you from the comorbidity of obesity. Never mind that reducing it in the way Ozempic does, does nothing to enhance your immune system, even if it forces you to lose weight. (sighs) Ah. I can't I can't even <laughs> to use the millennial term. Superdon maybe you can, but I'm having trouble with this one. Uh you know, is gonna protect us. Yes, it's also going to block your intestines. What I-
1: can't it do? I mean, <laughs> I have watched over the months of following this drug, which I knew I knew this was one we needed to focus on from mm-hmm. time to time because it was just you could just tell this was the blockbuster that they've been waiting on. Waiting on, yeah. And it seems like every month they come out with a new thing where it's like, you know, I last month or the month before that, it was like, oh, it'll stop people from being addicted to things, and you won't be <laughs> alcoholic anymore, and you'll quit drugs, and yeah, it'll save baby seals from being clubbed, and you know, it's just all this. Why they
0: just call Ozempic the baby Jesus drug? It's I mean, the it's,
1: Holy Grail. Yes, unbelievable. So, so check it out though. As, as I was looking at this over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, just shaking my head, just going. Here we go. I mean, this just never ends. Uh, I noticed in the Newsweek article at the very end of it, there, there's a, a little uh, disclaimer thing there, mm-hmm. and it in this article it, it it focused on two quote experts. Okay. One of them is a a, a emeritus professor at the College of London or something like that, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find any details on this guy. But the other guy was this Dr. Buse that works at uh, University of North Carolina School of Medicine.
0: Is his first initial A for abuse?
1: Abuse, A. Buse, Dr. A. Yeah.
0: Buse, yes. All right. So heck? I
1: was like, all right, you know what, I, I, I haven't done this in a while. But you remember mm-hmm. back in the day whenever we would read an article about a doctor and a doctor was giving an opinion about a drug, we'd always go to this thing that ProPublica had come Dollars out with. Dollars for docs, right? Dollars for docs. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I haven't looked at that in a long time. So I went and looked at it. Now they they stopped using dollars for docs uh, uh, back in 2019. Mm-hmm. But this doctor has been a doctor for a while, so I was like, let's go, let's go check out what's going on with this doctor. Because wouldn't it be wouldn't it be really interesting to find out that maybe this guy might I'm, I don't know maybe have a little conflict of interest? Mm. So here he is, Doctor John Buse. Oh. Okay. A doctors do- and, and this goes back to 2013. So I went back to 2013, and I scrolled down, mm-hmm. and, oops, Novo no, Nordisk. all of
0: the money coming into travel and lodging. Novo Nordisk. And beverages and Novo
1: food. Nordisk. No- <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is 2013, right? Yeah. So let's, uh, what, do you think maybe there was something going on in 2014? Let's, let, oh. Dude. Uh, Novo Nordisk. Novo Nordisk. Yeah. Nordisk, Nordisk, oh shoot! I think if all you right.
0: if you do a DNA sample on this guy, Novo Nordisk um, will come up.
1: How about 2015? Do you think maybe it's some, uh, Novo Nordisk? Novo Nordisk. Wow! <laughs> and, and dude, every year it's the same. In fact, there was one year here I can't remember which one it was where it was like I mean, look at all the Nord. Look, look at this, mm. Novo Nordisk. This dude has been con- now. Here's the thing: if you read mm. his little disclaimer thing here, oh, here's yeah. the open payments. By the way, this is more okay. con- look 2022. Mm-hmm. Let's see, there was uh, from Eli Lilly, one division of it, 17000 another division, 15000 So anyway, it's safe to say this guy has, has gotten some bucks, right? But it's interesting if you look at the way that he words this, right? He says here that he has received funding to provide consultation services to Novo Nordisk, among other pharmaceutical companies, but as we've seen, mostly Novo Nordisk, and he says, this work has contributed a small percentage to my salary, right. but has not changed or increased his salary. And I was like, wait a minute, but that doesn't make any sense because I'm looking at tens of thousands of dollars over the decades, mm-hmm. you know, this last, last, at least the last decade. Uh, but it, this is all clever, the way this is put, because he it, it didn't affect his, quote, salary
0: Dude, we're almost out of time here. We've got uh, to be joined. Oh, by our shoot. Look at that. You're yeah. right. Three, two, three, two, one. one. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, on Brideon.tv. I got,
1: I got carried away. My bad.
0: Yeah, it's okay. We're all together here. That's Super Don. It's me, RSB. We got a great Sorry. show lined up for you. Our second hour on Monday, which is uh, simulcast on Brideon.tv. Thanks to the crew at Brideon, as well as Mike Adams and everybody else. Uh, we got a great hour planned. Our, our buddy Scott Shara is joining us from our amazing Grace. Uh, and we got to talk about the updates. I, you know, I've, I've referenced modern medicine as the third leading cause of death. But actually, in the last few years, I've said, no, it's actually the first. Why? Because everything it does causes the first and second leading cause of death, heart disease and cancer. But it's more than that. Under COVID, we saw for the first time overt deadly protocols, almost mandated to hospitals by our government industrial medical complex captured by the pharmaceutical industry pharmakia being sorcery and uh we got a lot more to do on the robert Scott bell show so stay tuned we got that the power to heal is yours all right this hour on the robert scatbell show simulcast on brighteon.tv links are up in the show notes as always at robertscatbell.com we have a uh, scott Shera joining us shortly uh with an update on uh but well the lawsuit against the hospital system specifically in wisconsin and a lot more um the uh, passing of his daughter in an untimely manner grace uh has brought about a lot of good and uh we acknowledge and honor the life of of grace shara always on this show as well uh when scott's here to give us some updates so that's coming up uh, momentarily we got to talk about uh, homeopathic hit this hour if you've got indigestion we've got your remedy that's coming up uh we also have uh, the new air vax and no that's not a new shoe for michael jordan and nike what is the air vax uh you don't want mrna injected into you they're like well you don't need it we'll just kind of we'll just let it dissipate in the air and you'll breathe it in whether you want to or not. That is something we got to cover as well. But I want to say thanks once again to uh, Susie Griswold and the family of healing strong, healingstrong.org. My gosh, what an amazing weekend in Houston, Texas. Uh, I got to, you know, it was just such a heartfelt spiritual weekend, uh, empowering people with the gift of healing that comes from God, not government, not modern medicine, not doctors, even not even me. No, not even me. Uh, but the uh, acknowledgement that we have all of the tools we need to heal, we just got to get the obstacles out of the way. And and that includes the uh, censorship that they wrongly call. We're just trying to save you and protect you from disinformation, misinformation and malinformation. Which is coming largely from the Fear and Death Administration and those who support it. FTC as well. You're probably many of your your government uh, representatives, particularly if they're Democrats at this point. But I'm not going to say it's all Democrat. We acknowledge it's beyond that. And uh, well, if you've been banned, like I've been banned, uh, you know what it's like to speak truthfully, honestly, openly with integrity, even if it's backed by sound science. We got to get back to that. You know that that's where I, I'm going to shout out to my buddy uh, James Linesweiler, Dr. Jack at ipac-edu.org. Uh, If you haven't taken any of the courses there, scientific intellectual integrity is very present at IPAC. Also, the Health Freedom Expo is coming up, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, 14th and 15th, I believe, yes, in Chicago or outside of Chicago, far enough where you'll feel good about going, Tinley Park Convention Center. And I'm looking forward to seeing you there. My buddy Paul Baratero will be with me, and many of you will be there. And we'll be bringing the power to you back to you where it belongs. And that freedom message as well. Also, this weekend, uh, Your Health Freedom Utah, Kristen Chevrier is hosting us and many others at an event, uh, particularly uh, I think Saturday the 7th of October. And I think there might be still still some tickets available. I was just speaking there with uh, my friend Jared St. Clair. Mickey Willis is going to open that. You want to check that out. There's a lot of other cool people. Pierre Corey will be there. Uh, And then uh, let's see, what else we got coming up? Man, there's so much more than than I can. Oh, why don't you just go to the upcoming events tab at robertscabell.com? Yeah, that would be the ticket to get you there, to get you to the many places we're going to be. I don't know where I am. <laughs> it's every <laughs> half the time I'm going so many places. Oh, the Great Northwest Awakening is coming up, and that will be October 21st, a day long event. Dr. Stella Emanuel, um, we have Brian Artis there, and many others. And I'll be there speaking. And that's just outside of Portland, Oregon, across the border into Washington, across the Columbia PatriotsUnitedWA.com. Hope to see you there Saturday, the 21st. Then we have the Functional Medicine Summit and Expo in Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, November 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And that's uh, thanks to uh, Drs. Terry and uh, and Stu Warner. Uh, We got Judy Mikevich scheduled, Dr. Jack Wolfson, the paleocardiologist, Dr. Richard Urso, John Witcher, um, Ben Henry Ely. It's going to be amazing. Uh, And I hope to see you there. And then a very unusual invitation I received after doing the red pill expo, bringing the power to heal back to you. And I happened to mention, Oh my gosh, there's something called gold gold backs money as integrity, right? Is it possible that there is money? That's not deceptive. There are just weights and measures as written about in the Bible existing. Yeah. The gold backs I mentioned, and I was invited to speak at the great Exodus conference. And that's November 11th and 12th in Dallas West, uh, actually South Lake, Texas at the West in there. And I, I said, if I can speak on the noble metals, not only as money, but as medicine, I'll talk about goldbacks, silver and copper. And so I'm scheduled to be there at that event. Uh, and uh, I gotta tell them what I'm gonna speak on because I think they have me doing updates on the new digital currency. I'll talk about the danger of the digital currency, but I'll talk about the options to not be deceived into another form of economic slavery. So that's just some of what's coming up. And I hope to see you at one or all of those events. And you can sign up for the newsletter at Robertscatbell.com and we'll get you plugged in. We've got a, v- a few social media outlets still that haven't banned us, uh, believe it or not, and you can follow us there as well. Uh, so with that, uh, Super Don, we have the AirVax. Uh, so you don't get a choice in whether you want to get injected Or maybe you do. You'll go, Oh, okay, we'll let you not get injected, but uh, please just don't wear a mask and inhale deeply because we have this mRNA vaporized for delivery right into your lungs. Researchers say this new air vax method could radically change the way people are vaccinated, but it could also be used to rapidly vaccinate the masses without their knowledge or consent. Do you think that they haven't done this already? Do you think that this is not already out there they've already acknowledged experiments that they've done at the subway.
1: i can see it now i can see it now joe What's biden look, mm-hmm. they're going to they're going to roll this out and yeah. and everybody'll get vaccinated and then joe biden is going to come out and he's going to do a press conference and he's going to say listen i want to tell you uh we've had wonderful success the uh the the level of vaccine uptake is up to 100% now <laughs> right right everybody loves the vaccine it's 100% mm-hmm. now see yeah. Just like Obama did. Remember when he was talking about the, the insurance mm-hmm. and he, he mandated the Obamacare? And yes. it was like, if you didn't get Obamacare, you get a fine. So a bunch of people got Obamacare and they said, look, see, look, look, everybody loves Obamacare. Look how many people yeah. have gotten, like you,
0: you have gotten Obamacare insurance. It. It's
1: like, but you forced yeah. it on everybody. Yeah. How can you well, sit there and claim everybody, uh, you know, agrees with you?
0: Super, D, <clears> do you see that uh, people in government from Biden on down are claiming particularly the leftist democrats claiming mean, we didn't force you to take the shot. We didn't mandate it. We didn't mandate it. You didn't have to. You could have said no. Right? I mean, they're yeah. they're trying to rewrite history in real time.
1: 100%. Yeah. They're I all doing it. Fauci gonna, was the same way. He was doing the same thing. Oh, no, I never said that. I never said that.
0: It. Do you understand why I sent you those Orwell quotes today? I mean, it was like just classic. This is what they said they were going to do and they're doing it. And, you know, Orwell wrote a book like, you know, here, the party that told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final, most essential command. George Orwell, 1984, the book. Who controls the past controls the future. Who controls the present controls the past. I've said this many times. It's not an original thought, but just a reminder that they're doing it in real time if you let them get away with it. How short will your memory be?
1: Unfortunately... the people in this country have a very very short attention span and a very they they suffer from a, a national case of alzheimer's disease yeah you know they yeah. just they don't it's remember sad. several years go by and suddenly uh you know they're they're shocked yeah, at what the politi- politicians are doing it's like they did that to you four years ago
0: the leftist controlled media will have you convinced that uh, donald trump was the one that mandated covid injections right <laughs> I mean, no, they'll, he they'll he played, it. listen,
1: he yeah. played a part. He did. Yeah.
0: Well, he he laid the foundation That's right. with Operation Warp Speed. We acknowledge that. That's right. Uh, so there's a lot to uh, wake up to and mature to in regard to the body politic. And I always try to bring the basic core principles of my beliefs out, not to convince you necessarily or, or convert you to anything, but just to inspire you, hopefully to put put all these things to the test to see what works for you. Uh, I believe that uh, being connected to that which created you is a very powerful place to be. And it's a very loving place to be, as opposed to living in fear and hatred and division and divisiveness. And look, we've all felt those things. We've all been incited or inciting, just part of our life's uh, experiences. The question is, do we have the ability to outgrow it, mature beyond it, and say, you know what? No longer interested in dividing and conquering. I'd love to inspire people back to that love of creation itself. The love of that which created us all and then live according to those principles and beliefs and then inspire others rather than trying to beat people into submission, which is what I pointed out last hour, as much as the left hates people of faith, and I'm not saying all of it, but the the progressive Marxist, communist, collectivist, socialist left, they don't like people of faith because they don't look to government for every solution or maybe any but in many ways uh the people of the left have adopted a religion or a cult and that cult is collectivism and marxism and it and it relies on government to force people to live according to your belief so as much as you don't want to be forced to live uh you know as a christian or a jew or whatever uh you seemingly and the political left want to force people to live according to your beliefs And that's as big a violation as if somebody who was a person of faith used the government to establish theocracy, which is not what we're supposed to be. Pastor Craig acknowledged that as well last hour, and that's what we're talking about, freedom. Fundamental gift beyond life itself is that freedom, that agency, that choice. And that's what we're all about here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Uh, so I mentioned the upcoming events uh, as well. There's one other, if you're going to Pittsburgh for the the big event with uh, Nutritional Frontiers, that's the 6th, 7th, and 8th of October coming up this weekend. Uh, that's going to be an amazing event as well. Healthcare providers, I don't know if they have any tickets left for that, but you will be richly rewarded by joining in on that. Tomorrow we'll hear more about that. We'll probably have uh, Jamie Dorley and Christine Glein from Nutritional Frontiers. Remember, nutritionalfrontiers.com, cbdnf.com, all of those things. You can use RSB15 to get 15% discount off all of their items, including the items that are on sale. And they put on great deals from time to time and we let you know about them. So check that out as well. Also, one of the things I was able to introduce to folks at the uh, Healing Strong event, people that were recovering from cancer, uh, is the folium, folium PX. This is a botanical blend that originally came out of Georgia that was occupied by the Soviet Union at the time and Ukraine. And it was in response to Chernobyl, the disaster, the nuclear disaster. So I call it a Chernobyl level antioxidant. It's not synthetic, it's not toxic, it's the opposite of that. It's 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 organic, made from creation, the substances of creation, blended botanical, to counteract ionizing radiation components in the environment and heavy metals and more. And it's been a great gift for my mom. It helped her broke, break through a ceiling in her healing to get her back on the dance floor. And more and more people, I'm hearing similar stories. So if you've hit a a point where you're like, I can't seem to get through it. Please consider reaching out to Bob Reorn, my friend. He'll be at, uh, I think the health, he's at the Health Freedom Expo coming up and you will uh, be richly rewarded for doing so. FoliumPX.com, Folium, original Folium, Immunofolium, relax, plug in and get back on the dance floor like my mom at 89 and keep it up. Lots of healing to go on the Robert Scabbell Show. Joining us now to do that, to bring an empowering message, despite terrible loss, you know of his daughter grace our good pal our buddy our friend he's amazing what he's done with the loss of his daughter nothing has been in vain it's been an extraordinarily powerful event in our lives too he's enhanced and enriched us all I hope you have uh, said thank you to this man And if you haven't you have an opportunity to do so the dad of grace Shara Scott Shara joins us now on the Robert Bell show returning and uh, I can't wait to hear what's going on Scott how are you my brother
3: well, I'm doing. I'm doing well. Thanks for that kind introduction. I do have a couple questions since I haven't seen you for a bit. But last time I saw you, you didn't have those super cool glasses. So I would like to get the inside scoop on those because I'm due for a pair. So I want to make sure I don't go to the place you went. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, if you want blue light blockers, I'll tell you. Wow, you <laughs> didn't see that coming. Do you like uh, that for super i don's heard crazy. you guys
3: jousting before i thought oh i might as well get into the fray that's pretty neat well, that's, that's a good because one i, I was like introducing
0: that. you to the song pretty amazing grace and then super don's oh. message you don't listen to it it's by neil diamond i'm like dude <laughs> come on
3: yeah I, I i oh gosh that was good all right well thank you <laughs> so then a, a more serious thing is you have the really this this neat background that you have with the wave behind you i really like that so did you put that together, or did Super Don?
0: Super Don did, did that. I'm—he's well, amazing. I,
3: yeah, I, I, I know he's—he uh, is fantastic. He—I mean, you know, he is the reason deprogramming with Grace's dad sounds so good. I mean, he's behind the scenes because I—I I couldn't fumble through it myself, that's for sure. So, I no, he's incredible, and,
0: and I'm so glad that he's been able to help you because your message has been as important as anything I've ever tried to do. Uh, you know, uh, the loss of uh, of Grace obviously stimulated a mission in you, a passion in you that you didn't even know you had. And it's an important one. You know, as I mentioned about modern medicine, look, I believe in freedom. I believe there's a place for all kinds of medicines and healing, but not as a monopoly, not as a a government sanctioned religion, if you will. And, you know, you have argued that it's the leading cause of death now. And I've been, you know, on that trend for a number of years where I acknowledged back in 2000 where peer-reviewed medical literature showed it was the third leading cause of death. But then I began to realize my gosh, it's causing the first and second. And you've added into the mix of direct, intentional demise of people. And that, that's something that's like almost too much for people to bear. But uh, Grace's passing revealed it.
3: It, it has, you know, when you and you and I uh, spoke together at the Utah conference last October and then at the red pill in November and you had announced there, which is the first time I had heard it, that the worst thing that you can have for your health is good health insurance. And, you know, that was part of the impetus. You know, there's so many things coming at me. I was not awake until after Grace died. And then when I realized she was murdered, it started a progression of becoming awake. And. As I I realized it's a genocide, then a Holocaust, and then you start studying history, then you see, oh my gosh, this whole thing, it's very easy to prove medical murder is the number one cause of death. That's the easy part. But what I'm wanting to do with the series that I put together, Robert, is to show people that it's actually by design. This was not an accident. You know the people you mentioned—the people dying of heart disease, the people dying of cancer. Well, you know, cancer, as as you well know, has already been cured. You know, the cures that they tell everybody that they're programmed to believe in are radiation and chemo, and you know, so that programming you can't get out of people's heads. So the programming is part of the reason this is. I say confidently it's by design. There's no question about it. I mean, you know the numbers, 700,000 people, this is before COVID, 700,000 people dying annually of heart disease, 600,000 of cancer, and then 400,000 by medical, quote, malpractice. Well, even the CDC admitted that. Well, malpractice presumes that it was an accident. And there are accidents, I mean, these men and women who are the surgeons, et cetera. I mean, they're human. Two weeks ago, a lady contacted me and told me a story about her son who went in with a seizure and the doctor came out of the surgery. They were doing a surgery to relieve some pressure and he came out and admitted, I made a mistake. I mean, that should be the rule when somebody makes a mistake. It shouldn't be to hide it or anything else. So those, those things can happen and they're going to happen because it's still we're still human you know. yet. And the, the, um, the reality though, as I've studied COVID, COVID unleashed this for me in my mind. And I realized after I saw that the real numbers with COVID in hospitals were 1.2 million Americans were murdered in hospitals in the 39 month COVID era. That started this path. And that number by itself wouldn't necessarily shock somebody until you realize the United States is first place on the planet with number two being India with a population of four times that of the United States, yet yet their death count was 531,000 compared to our 1.2 million. So then what in the heck is going on? And I put together this series, Robert, to connect the dots. What I did, and you can ask some questions. I I wanna go through a few slides, but what I did was did it as a research project. I've been, I've got uh, probably, 2,500 or so hours in research since Grace died, but I put it all together now and organized it into who, what, where, why, when, and how, those six questions. And then, all right, now that you're convinced, what are you going to do with it? And that's the seventh and final uh, piece of the puzzle, which is now
2: what?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to do those slides after the the break because we have to do a break when we do our Brighton.tv broadcast just in a few minutes. But I want to obviously keep chatting about the, the things you're bringing out, which probably is reaching a whole new audience that I've never reached because of what happened. And And, you know, I don't wish what happened to you, to anybody. And I know you don't either. At the same time, I reiterate that grace did not die in vain. And I know you know that. This doesn't mean, you know, in all we're, we're happy she's gone. That's not it for any of us. But the reality is it, it stimulated something that I know that she had, I believe, chosen with God to do to make sure that others wouldn't suffer the same fate. And that's a, oh, my gosh, I'm getting chills as I say it. You know, uh, uh, what would we say about a life spent in that sacrifice? Uh, as I said, this is not something I wish on anybody or for anybody, but she chose on some level. You know, God doesn't make mistakes here. It's humans that do this to other humans. But she comes in and says, you know, I want to make sure this is spotlighted, I think, on some level. And maybe you've come to that same conclusion uh, that drove you to completely transform your life to do this mission.
3: I have come to that conclusion of, you know, to start with, I believe God is sovereign, so he doesn't make mistakes. But then, you know, Grace's involvement with it is quite interesting because she, um i think that she was a casualty of war i see this as a war i see her as as a martyr you know she gave her life so other people can can live and there's been i've talked with tens of them personally we Cindy my wife and i rescued a man out of a green bay hospital because of grace's death but you know as i think through grace's last two years of life our son travis you i think you knew this but he committed suicide on october 9th of 2018 And Grace's last two birthdays, she, her birthday wish was a ticket to heaven. Mm. And it was interesting. um, You know, she had a sense, Robert, that was very, very unique. I mean, you remember when I first met you, I told you that she called me earthly dad. So, I mean, she had that spiritual sense and knew what her relationship was with her heavenly father so mm-hmm. you know she wasn't afraid to to die you know i i certainly wasn't expecting she was going to die uh, you know it's, it's going to be two years coming up october 13th wow you know that was definitely not expected but i mean the sequence of events that happened really facilitated me being able to connect the dots, which I don't know that I could have connected them without being intimately involved. And then even going into a different hospital three days after Grace died and seeing how you should be treated. So all those situations gave me the background to be able to become an advocate and a spokesperson and a full-time researcher.
0: Yeah, well, as I said, I. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to say, I know the plan's all laid out, but I don't, <laughs> a lot of consciously we discover them in our human state and form as they happen and unfold. And then we have to go through all of the emotions and, and all the mental concert, all of those experiences to get to that point of, uh, you know, a, a level of comfort. That doesn't mean we don't miss those that have gone on from this place, but acknowledges that they played a very powerful and important role and have agreed to things we weren't maybe privy to coming into this lifetime, but I am I am grateful to your daughter, Grace, for what it's done to strengthen this message that I believe is one of empowerment, of healing, and hope, and health, ultimately, for those that are still here. We're gonna uh, pick that up on the other side of this break. Our friends on Brideon.tv need to take a brief break and stick with us on the Robert Bell Show, where the power to heal is yours, of course. Okay, they're on, what, a two, two and a half minute their break? Two minute break, Super Don? I never know how many minutes it is for uh, uh, Brideon. <laughs> it's two and, a half. two and a half. okay so uh we can chat with our audience that's direct with us on com or on rumble or uh the the social media that continues on here uh, as i said uh you have be- become such a strong proponent for this message you know you, and i look at him like i've been doing it for decades and i'm like dude the things you're doing i'm like whoa <laughs> i'm still like amazed but again, I understand why I know why, where it's coming from, but you're doing such a great, great job with the, the dedication you have to it, <clears throat> the digging deep, the research and bringing it back out. Uh, since we first talked and first met and first did a show, it's like, who are you? <laughs> who is this guy? Amazing.
3: It's, it is. Um, I've never worked so hard in my life. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, I may have because I've started three businesses from scratch, but I was a lot younger than. So this seems like it's it's a lot more work. I you know it's every waking moment, and you know it's it's um, it's a different cause. You know when you start a business, you're at the beginning, you're working every waking moment because you have negative cash flow like crazy. So you're trying to get it to positive cash flow as fast as possible. Well, here, you know you're working like crazy because you realize if I take a break, I mean it can be somebody's life. I mean this is a big deal. Yeah. So we've got to get the message
0: out. Sure. But I do want to urge you, if you're not already finding time to relax a little, have fun a little in the midst of it, because I know that your daughter, Grace, was fun always. That She wanted you, a dad, to have fun, earthly dad, to have fun, too. And it's a message for me to hear as well, because we're so committed to our, pat- with, to our mission that we can often neglect ourselves. And, you know, I've been quoted recently as having said that because there are certain people that have ended up in trouble. From the health perspective, that know better, but they're so committed to their mission that they neglect yeah. themselves and their own body.
3: Well, I appreciate I appreciate that, Robert. We, it, we I have a, a break coming up this weekend, so this is the opening weekend of the youth hunt for deer okay. season. I'm taking the two grandsons hunting, so that'll be fun. Ten and seconds. we did a really a fun break. I'll just tell you about this because it, we on Grace's five seconds. Grace, five seconds. Oh, we'll have to wait till okay. after the after the break.
0: All right, welcome back. Brighteon didn't do breaks today, so y'all on Brighton.tv saw our behind-the-scenes discussion while you guys are normally on commercial break. That's what I'm learning. So, hey, what the heck? Behind-the-scenes here at robertscatbell.com. And in addition to our one hour on brighton, uh, TV each week, second hour on Monday, uh, you can join us on our bonus round after the show ends. We can keep going. Bonus round on the Robert Scott Bell show, robertscatbell.com slash listen. We're on with uh, Scott Shera, and you can see his websites, graceschara.com. It's spelled s-c-h-a-r-a as well as our amazing Grace.net. dot net our amazing dot net and you have a sub stack as well is it our amazing grace dot sub stack
3: yes it is yeah. yeah and that's uh that's getting a lot of traction of late I, and because we're we're doing so many things going on robert you know the mm-hmm. lawsuit. The lawsuit is another consuming element of this. You know, we've got quite a bit of traction. We have the first jury trial in the country starting the day before the presidential election. A three-week jury trial starts November 4th of 2024. Big news, which we just announced this morning, is we have a hearing uh, on two partial motions to dismiss. That's coming up on October 30th, on Monday the 30th. So that's something that we are asking prayer for because we want the entire case to survive and go to jury trial. And when I say the entire case, people don't realize what's involved. I mean, of course, I'm I'm now educated because the legal team educates me and I ask a lot of questions, but you know, a medical malpractice case is not what we want this case to be about. So we have, in addition to medical malpractice, wrongful death, we have a battery claim. Which that's what is deals with the intentional piece of Grace's death, and mm-hmm. then we have a declaratory judgment claim for the illegal do not resuscitate order. So these are things that you know a a trial allows you to get exposure in the media, and that's what we're after. I mean, we want to have this behavior stop.
0: When, so when does uh, the the issue of uh, what a discovery happen? Because you're talking to trial a year. Plus away right now still.
3: Yep, I think start officially on October thirty first. So we're expecting on October thirtieth that the judge, in addition to hearing that, there's two partial motions to dismiss. So in addition to hearing those, we're expecting him to approve a scheduling order, which will kick off discovery. Got it. So we're ready. And we're have, yeah, that we're we're hundred percent ready, but okay. it's yeah. You know, You know, it's still a lawsuit is a crapshoot at best because you're submitting to man's system. So I'm not I'm not putting a lot of faith in the lawsuit, but it is a tool to shed light on evil. And Mm -hmm. it's a tool to educate the population. And to the extent that we win, which I mean, we expect that we win, that we're going to win. Why? Because we have the truth on our side. But, you know, to the extent that we win, it will actually be used to stop a behavior. You know, the behavior could be stopped right now. If the doctors and nurses on the front line said no, this stop could participating. be stopped in an yeah. instant. But, yeah. you know, they're still participating. They still want, in general, they want their paychecks more than they want to save lives.
0: Scott, these are the good Germans. Remember that term?
3: Correct. Exactly right. That's yeah. you know, When I did the Holocaust research, I came across that, that whole idea, and that got me into... Uh, researching Hannah Arendt's work with the banality of evil. And it's like, you know, that that was the first time I could understand how could a doctor and nurse do this? Because at first I thought that this cannot be. It can't be that doctors and nurses are killing patients. It's impossible. But then you start studying the Holocaust and you see see what happened. And then Hannah Arendt's research on the banality of evil and the... um, Oh, I forgot the Milgram obedience experiment, right? You know, you put all that stuff together and you see, okay. Yeah. I mean, God tells us man is inherently bad. We're not inherently good. So this type of evil can happen and we're in it right now today.
0: Yeah. Well folks, we would encourage you to read up, learn about what we're talking about here. And the links are up in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com to connect with Scott Sher and all that he's doing. And you have a, a, a two or three or four slides you want to show today on the Robert Scott Bell show about what's the latest, what's happening, and uh, Superdome will run them, but you just set them up.
3: All right. So I want to go through the first one that got me started on this whole idea of of presenting a medical murder charge against the United States. So Don, can you bring up the flow chart? So it says from chickens to medical murder in 120 years, what's next? So I'm going to go through this in a little bit of detail, Robert. Mm-hmm. On the left hand side, the green, this is the what I'm calling the good old days before the Rockefellers when a doctor was just one of us. And you would contact that doctor to set broken bones and bandage wounds. And he would make house calls. And, you know, he was smarter than the average bear. But you know, he didn't act like it. So he would often take a chicken as a payment. And our death date at that point, people generally believed in God and our death date was determined by God, which by the way, none of this is telling telling your audience that our death date is determined by anything but God. But Man has tried to replace God, and the medical system idol is direct evidence of that. So, before COVID, is what I'm calling the left hand blue the old way. The Center for Medicaid Services and Insurance Companies set standards of care which were designed to hasten death. Hasten death is murder. Then, the hospitals and doctors would implement. So, as an example, you know, we've got the the uh, 5 billion prescriptions annually in the drug column in the United States, there's 5 billion prescriptions annually. We know that the, prescription for cancer is radiation and chemo with a 3% success rate, which I mean, of course, it's not success. That's just the randomness gets you there. And at that point in in this old system, though, the nurse was our last line of defense, and she was still an advocate. And I have a, a story relative to that claim, Robert, in that I was diagnosed with heart disease about six and a half years ago and they wanted me to get on meds. I started researching heart disease and realized I'm not going to do the meds. Mm-hmm. I They they said, well, you got a 300 cholesterol, and so you got to get on the statin. And so I started looking into it and found out, well, cholesterol is not even in the top 10 of causes of heart disease. So I drilled down what's going on with my system to cause it, did the things necessary to fix it. But what's neat is the nurse at that point, she came she pulled me aside and said, Scott, I wanna tell you something you're not gonna wanna hear. I said, well, what is it? She said, we have to get you on the statin. I said, what do you mean by that? She said well we accept medicare and medicaid i said well i'm not on medicare and medicaid i have private insurance which by the way i have no insurance now partially actually i had that before i met you but i mean you you certified that having no insurance was the best plan so we or don't have any safer, insurance now,
0: or a lot safer and if anybody has questions about that i'll probably remind you while we're talking to scott so you don't misunderstand what he's saying or i am saying is the reason uh but yeah it, to your point if you take any government funds, Medicare, Medicaid, they require you to do certain things, including get you on what's known as a standard of care that they usually won't define on paper, but they'll know it if you're not doing it and get you in trouble for it. Or if you recommend or counsel folks to nutritional options instead of statin drugs, um, they can be brought up on charges of fraud, defrauding the government, defrauding the Medicare and Medicaid and uh, lose their license, lose their uh, livelihood. Uh, and and maybe even be thrown in prison. So what you're bringing up is not an exaggeration.
3: Oh, this I, it's not at all. I mean, this should shock people into reality is what I hope happens with this. And your backdrop with what you just filled in is perfect, Robert, so thank you for that. So this nurse explained that, Scott, our Medicare and Medicare reimbursement rates are dependent on what share of our entire patient population buy into these government dictated standards of care. So she said, if enough people like you don't do what we tell you you need to do, we have to fire you to get our numbers up. I mean, so that was a shock. Well, now the new way which COVID exposed is we have the NIH, the NIH, the CDC, and the FDA setting protocols directly. So we have remdesivir, the ventilators, and the jab, of course, it got exposed with COVID. Just a 411 on May 11th, the FDA announced that the emergency use authorization for Remdesivir and the jab are still in play. Two months ago, my son in law's mother went into a hospital in Tennessee. She was dehydrated. And within minutes of getting in the room, they tried to vent her for no reason at all, other than the incentives are still in in play. Thankfully, he's awake and and his mom is alive. Thanks to his quick action,
0: uh, Scott. Can you explain to me how it is that after Biden declared the emergency over That there are still EUAs in active in an active state. Is this about Department of Health and Human Services basically doing what it wants, despite Biden, the president, chief executive in theory anyway? What is going on that these emergency use authorizations, which are only available under an emergency when there's no emergency? Is there still an emergency and what is it and who declared it?
3: Yeah, I mean, there there's ongoing emergencies. If you look at all the emergency use authorizations, if you go online and just look, there's there's a number of them in place. So that allows them to keep going with this. So, you know, they make a play publicly that, you know, the government, of course, always wants to be the savior. So on April 10th you know, Congress and the president signed that COVID is over. Interestingly, they didn't even have the authority to do that because they had previously given the authority solely to the Health and Human Services Secretary. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that was another mini PSYOP within the big PSYOP.
0: Right. So it, uh, yeah. it renders their statement just for show and not the reality of them them saying, well, we'll wait until HHS says it. We're going to tell you we're waiting for it, but you got to go back into the history books to remember that we gave them the authority, even though we didn't have the authority to give it to them because they didn't have the authority to do it and on and on it goes.
3: It, it is on and on it goes. So, you, I mean, you, there's no sense in, you know, I've come to grips with I'm not going to chase evil anymore with all the, you know, so like you just did the airbags at the beginning of the show, you know, uh, last week it was the mRNA is in breast milk. It's just going to, you know, we're going to keep finding more and more evil, but you've got to realize that this was by design. So it isn't like, oh, man, this was an accident. This was not an accident at all. And the only reason that those accidents help the narrative is because I believe there will be an amnesty play at some point. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, as as they act like these are accidents, it plays into the amnesty play. So they can fool us with even a bigger psyop. So then, you know, so now we have the government being not just hastening death they're directly involved with death. As I mentioned earlier, 1.2 million Americans during the 39 months that COVID was officially an era. Well, then the red column is, you know, as, as you said about the air vax don't think it's not already here. You know, they're announcing it all after the fact. And really, this this red column is all after the fact too, but this is one of the three times God got me up very early and and woke me up from a dream, and you know I started taking. You know He didn't talk with me directly, but I started getting the sense of where is this thing going, and the future is the D- World Health Organization deciding the standard of care based on what our social credit score combined with our birth certificate value. Now, each person on the planet has an AI customized standard of care. So we're moving beyond the EPIC system, which generates standards of of care based on you know, whether you're on Medicare, Medicaid, and all kinds of nefarious things, but now it's customized based on you. And so now our death date, we're now slaves in this system and it's determined by the AI idol. So this is the whole flowchart that got me into, I think I should be presenting this as a seven part series. So we'll go on hmm. to the second one, unless you have a question No, on this
0: no go ahead, go ahead.
3: All right, so Don, can you bring up the uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield? There it is. All right, got that up. This is a real simple one is real interesting robert in that of so you first of all brooke jackson's case exposed that the quote vaccine end quote was never a vaccine it was a prototype that got exposed in january of 2021 they had ratcheted up the hospital murders to this last quarter of 2021 was the high point of the murders that's the quarter great quarter grace was murdered in and so now blue cross blue shield Puts an incentive plan together for their family practitioners that if they could convince 75% of their patient populations to get the jab in the fourth quarter of 2021, they would receive a $296,000 bonus. All right, let's go on then, Don, to I want to take this outside of COVID. Let's go to the um, plan to depopulate first before the my chart. All right, so the plan to depopulate. Okay, this doesn't have any of my yellow highlights, but that's okay. What I want to share here, so this this is a plan to the, depopulate the United States that was put in place in 1967. All right, Robert, I'm gonna disclose my age here because I went to kindergarten in 1968 and 69. Mm-hmm. In 1969, there was a weekly reader that came to little five-year-olds like me that said, if your parents have an electric can opener that is irresponsible because we have limited resources on the planet and if you have more than 2 children it's irresponsible you should only replace yourself all right so this can those that weekly reader You know, sometimes God gives you things that are etched in permanent memory. And, you know, I had no no idea why that was etched, but I do now because, you know, he knew I was going to be a spokesperson. Well, here we we found this 1967 plan to depopulate the United States. Take a look at just a couple of the things over in the left column. Mm Encourage increased homosexuality, fertility control agents in the water supply. In the second column from the left toward the bottom, chronic depression. You know, Travis died by a med combination. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because Vera Sheriff, who you've also met, and she's become a friend. She she is the one who connected the dots with me to tell me the entire psychiatry movement is about experimenting on people. And right there you have it, chronic depression. And okay, that goes on and on. So let's go to the last slide. Then this one is maybe the most shocking of it all. So I exposed this slide during the. So the first, the first of the series was who and explained they're all in on it. Everybody's in on this this whole thing, and then the second was what what is the eugenics agenda, and the eugenics agenda is easy to spot when you understand the banality of evil. Well, when you take the banality of evil down to children, I mean, you can't believe this is even happening. So this is this is a brand new document. This is less than two weeks old from Ascension, Wisconsin. So Ascension is the hospital system that Grace was murdered in. She was murdered at St. Elizabeth's Hospital in Appleton, Wisconsin, part mm-hmm. of Ascension, which is a 150 hospital system which is the the second largest nonprofit in the United States, the first largest Catholic hospital system. So now they're unilaterally implementing policy. This is policy that has never been voted on, you you can't believe it's even happening, right under our noses. So look at what it says underlined, the parents are removed from the system when the patient turns age 12. the patient so now your son or daughter just turns 13 you have no access to their medical chart anymore but they can grant you proxy access so i would imagine the parents yeah you're you're better well, sure, you're going to grant me proxy access. So now, assuming that the child grants you proxy access, which now think through what's going on. Now we're in this dialectic. We mm-hmm. shouldn't. This shouldn't even be on the plate. These dialectics are put there so we start debating between. Well, we got to have better proxy access. Well, this should never even be the no, case. No,
0: never been an, even an issue. Why never be have an to issue? So it? now,
3: if the yeah. team does grant proxy access, you see over in the right, highlighted in yellow. What happens? The social history information, such as sexual activity, substance abuse, etc., is not available to the parent. The uh, ability of the parent to schedule, cancel, view or confirm appointments, not available. The ability of the parent to review sensitive lab and radiology reports, not available. So this is, it's so evil. I, you can't make this stuff up.
0: Yeah. Well, how is super Don handling what you're revealing here because You know, he's a guy that hears this stuff initially and goes, I I don't know. I mean, that sounds like it's coming from some far out source. And here you are digging deep on it. And uh, does does Super Don ever push back on you like he does me? Or is it just me?
3: Well, the neat thing what he did is, you know, so, you know, I'm waking up in real time. Mm -hmm. So super don had explained to me off camera of course because he never embarrasses me publicly but you know unlike you i mean you guys (laughs) but what what he did explain is scott i've been involved with this this whole thing for a long time and you know this you know nothing surprises me anymore so you know he helps uh he helps frame it and um So I I guess I'm going to have to probe him a little bit more to see if, if this stuff is making a difference now that you bring it up.
0: Well, I, yeah. And I I say that in praise of of my humble and lovable producer that's helping you as well. And that uh, it's an important part of uh, this journey. As you bring this out, that is often so shocking as to be dismissed because it's just, yeah, it's too, it's too shocking. I can't be real. And, and yet, you know, part of what you bring up from a spiritual perspective is that, you know, humans are, Capable of doing horrible things to other humans and even children uh, and much less animals and things and it's unfortunate because I believe that most in in this audience and, and your audience would you know are shocked to hear it and maybe would never do that but the reality is that is often used against us against good people because you wouldn't do it I wouldn't do it and no one would do it that's not that's not unfortunately real and that means they can manipulate us through just, you know, dismissing it by calling it, for instance, a conspiracy theory. Now it's still on us to go deeper than just saying it, which you do, you go into that research, you find these documents, you bring them out so you can validate what you're saying, as opposed to going off in a way that's just clickbaity. You're not that way. And, and so I, I just point that out as something that, uh, I wish we would all do better, uh, at, you know, not to say that, I still won't discuss things that are seemingly far out and they usually end up being validated. But uh, sometimes we just got to pull it, put it out or pull it out of the ethers to say, hey, does somebody know about this? Somebody look into this. If we can't look into everything and let's just help each other to navigate and also help each other. If something appears real but isn't that somebody says, oh, I looked into that and that apparently was this. And this, you know, so we're helping each other out on both sides of the equation.
3: Well, I think that that's right. So, what, you know, the most recent one I'm sure you're aware of is the emergency broadcast system situation coming up on Wednesday. Right. Okay, so is that real or not? I mean, I I can't answer that because I, you know, what I'm trying to do, you know, the, the amount of information coming at, you know, you and I and anybody who's awake, you know, it, it's like drinking out of a fire hose. You can't take it all in. I'm I really focus in on the lane that I'm in. And everything else, I just, I I try to deflect. But, you know, so then what is the truth relative to this? So, I mean, I I heard it. And then um, it came from a credible source, somebody who I trust. But that doesn't mean that the man on the video is somebody I know. I mean, I don't know the person on the video. So then you start... You start running it. that through, you start running it through filters because, yeah. you know, you can't look at anything the same anymore. So I think, right. OK, what is the purpose of this? Just to see what they can pull off, because certainly it's not going to be, you know, if if it's going to be to make this phone do something electronically with me. I mean, they can already do that, so right. they don't need to do this signal to do it. So I, I have no idea, but maybe you can give some insight into it.
0: Well, I will be talking about it more. I just am out of time now, Scott, because I got to do my homeopathic hit of the day. You can hang out certainly, and then we'll do a bonus round, but I want to knock this out for our Brideon.tv crew as well so that they see it. But everybody, please plug into our amazinggrace.net, follow what Scott's doing with the Substack and everything else. And I appreciate you so much, my brother. You're amazing.
3: Thanks a lot, Robert. Really, yeah. really good to see you again.
0: And I know Grace is proud of her Earth Daddy. Well,
3: thank you for that. Absolutely. I appreciate that, too.
0: All right, well, let's do our homeopathic hit of the day. If any of you have indigestion after hearing any of that, because it's pretty intense, uh, you might want to look into this remedy. The homeopathic hit of the day leads us to Carbo Vegetabilis. Sometimes I'll call it Carbo Vegetalis, and Superdon made fun of me. Uh, You know, I can get Latin wrong, too, Superdon. (laughs) Carbo Carbo Digitalis? What did you say? Yeah, Vegetabilis. Digitalis? No, not Digitalis, although that is a homeopathic remedy we can get to another time. Yes, uh, but carbo-veg, it's known for short, is not a carbohydrate remedy per se. It's carbo-related to carbon. Why? As you'll find out, carbo a remedy often used for states of collapse or faintness. More than that, though, and we're going to do this briefly, get you the carbo-veg perspective. It's effective in treating acute and chronic conditions and a lot related to indigestion, which we'll get into. Uh, as we scroll down on the list, list and by the way, this is a downloadable PDF document that we provide to you for free. And if you feel like it's worth something, please share the show or maybe become a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Origin of Veg is uh, derived from vegetable charcoal. That is, you, you burn until it becomes a charcoal substance and then it's converted via serial dilution and succussion into a homeopathic medicine, potentized, if you will, to create a homeopathic remedy. When we talk about key characteristics, remember, this is a brief introduction. It's so much more if you open the Materia Medica, but the idea of what we're doing here with these homeopathic hits is to give you confidence to go, okay, I can get a base level understanding. This sounds like an interesting remedy to me. Then I will dig deeper one at a time so you're not overwhelmed. When we talk about key characteristics physically, CarboVeg is often used for conditions like indigestion, flatulence, super don. what does that sound like? And states of collapse. <laughs> or faintness uh when we talk about a mental state and there are a lot of other states addressed in the in the materia medica that'll look, go a little deeper and further but just to get you started individuals needing carbo veg may also be experiencing fatigue weakness and a general sense of being overwhelmed so again any of these things might spark something to go oh let me look at carbo veg maybe that's something i could use it could help me now when we talk about primary uses I haven't used it personally a lot in this issue of states of collapse, though I haven't, you know, dealt with a lot of people in that state. But if you're dealing with faintness, weakness, and states of collapse, there's a lot of reasons that could happen. But the digestive issues has been more my primary focus when I'm using the veg or indicating it's used individually or in a complex for the indigestion, the flatulence, particularly when there's feeling of fullness and bloating and a lot of people have experiences like that so carbo veg i think in terms of indigestion more than the fainting though again that, that those are my experiences with it you may have others and you may see other things that we don't get to in this brief introduction that lead you to go oh i'm going to use it for something completely different that robert didn't even mention and that's cool and that's awesome Dosages and potencies, we talk about the low attenuations or low potencies, 6X, which is one part per million, 30C is already beyond the number of Avogadro, but you tend to use it for more acute, temporary things. But can it be used for some chronicities? Yes, you could use it on an ongoing basis at a low uh, potency and be okay doing that too. When you're going up to 200C, 1M, things like that, you get into some deeper level issues that I would argue may be more beneficial if you got some homeopathic assistance at that point, consulting a qualified homeopath. Now, who that is, again, you might have to prey on that because there are not enough, not enough homeopaths to go around. Complementary remedies. This is a section where you might find other remedies that are associated with and cover the myriad of symptoms that Carbo Veg does. And you're like, well, maybe China or Cinchona is better. Remember, Cinchona is interesting, the first remedy in homeopathy that would address malaria. Cinchona, the bark for the cinchona tree, or the, uh, in this case, uh, it's also known as China, but it's often used after carbo veg for conditions like indigestion flatulence, if that doesn't resolve quickly. Another remedy, Nux vomica, one of my favorites, one of the liver polycrests that also work on the stomach and things like that. Uh, another powerful remedy uh, for digestive issues, especially when stress is a contributing factor and Antimonium crudum, which I added, gastric and intestinal complaints. All right, we'll be back uh, with more. Remember, this is the form of homeopathy that gets you a brief introduction. I'll do some more on the other side in the bonus round. Uh, Remember, it's not to replace your doctor of choice of any kind. It's not intended to replace that. It's really information and education, so you're empowered to make choices, more fully informed choices, where the power to heal is truly yours. Did we go I think we went you said we went over for Brighton. They didn't take a break but I don't know what
1: happened. Yeah, I don't know. We're supposed to be out of 55.
0: Oh, I missed it.
1: No, it's okay though cuz they didn't go to break.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, we covered it in both things slightly. are a little different. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the with the clock, but uh, Yeah,
0: so basically um just to wrap up the carbo veg, if you have questions about it, it's there. It's downloadable. The document is there. And I uh, appreciate Super Don for inspiring me as all y'all did really to do this every day. I think it's added a lot to the, uh, the value that we try to provide to you to bring the power to heal back where it belongs. So thank you for that. And uh, sure. Nice. Yeah. So all right. is there a conclusion on this that I missed? Did we, we get okay? through all the complimentary remedies? I didn't notice. I think so. I mentioned antimonium crudum for gastro, gastric and intestinal complaints. It's in there. And uh, that's uh, you know, short, if you want to shorten it further, it's ant crud, which I always found funny. <laughs> you know the the juvenile humor that I have, but I think most people would look at antimonium crudum and go ant crud. What's that? Is it from ants? No, uh, that's formica rufa. That doesn't sound we nice. We haven't done that yet. Okay, well, so is there any conclusion you can scroll down to just in case? I'm Yeah, I missed you know,
1: just the usual. Uh, the
0: Carbo usual bed. Yeah. Okay. Right. Just a reminder, and again, disclaimer: informational purposes only. There you go. So. All right. So any complaints yet or are we doing okay on the homeopathic hits?
1: No, I think we're good. <laughs> okay. I think we're good. Excellent. And uh, I know uh when did you say you wanted to start the detox dialogues?
0: Um I think just knowing how crazy this month is, if we don't start till November 1, I'd be okay with that, but if okay. you feel like you need to and you're ready to go earlier, don't early, need it's just to, like, you know, it's just I don't want to overwhelm you with Dude, with, i look i feel pretty lives. good today i it, and it was interesting on the way back uh uh some some of these airports have doctors of chiropractic on staff and like they have kiosks now and i was walking by one of them i'm like well that's interesting I, you know after all the travel i've been through i i could probably use a little bit of nate intelligence release right and and i and i saw one of those kiosks i passed by it and i'm looking well it's far from my gate I don't know if I'm going to have to wait or how long. And so I said, well, all right. I wonder if there'll be another one. And as I walk around the airport to the other gate, I pass another one. And I'm looking at the time. My, my flight was delayed a little bit. And I'm like, I have time. And she had just finished up this doctor uh, with a patient. And I'm like, hey, you got time for an adjustment? Yep, sign me up. And so I was impressed. Um, just, you know, got, uh, uh, let's say I got a... a Let's see the thoracic. I got the lumbar and cervical uh, vertebrae adjusted in one session. Beautifully done. And I was standing up straighter once again. And uh, today in the gym, which, um, you know, I try to go every day when I'm around. I was kicking butt, dude. I was like feeling like top of the world. I was a little bit tapered because of the trip. I I wasn't able to work out last Friday or anything. Uh, But uh, i was feeling really good and and it's funny one of the the ladies i talk about some from time to time she had gotten i'd given her a gift of cardio miracle for her birthday and the other lady who shared her same birthday uh, was a trainer is a trainer and i gave it to her but for whatever reason she didn't want to take it and that's fine and she gave it to uh Chantel. and so she had like double the amount and she's been on it and she's like She's like, curse you, Robert Scott Bell. I can't get into the red zone anymore. Uh. So her experience was just like I said. You take the cardio miracle and your efficiency goes up extraordinarily. Your ability to pump oxygen through your vascular system. So you're not working as hard. Your body is not working as hard to hit levels of fitness you couldn't hit before because you were just dying doing it. And so she validated that, like, not that I'm surprised, but, uh, again, the cardio miracle is that. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. So, another great success story. Cool. Yeah.
1: Now you have somebody you can complain with now about your red
0: zone. Right, exactly. You know, but she still does Botox injections, so uh, it's not all uh, there. I'm working on it. All right. But, uh, anyway, uh, so let's see. What else we got today? Did we miss anything? Was there a question of the day? Or do yeah, we have there's a, a,
1: a, a multi-part question of the day that we can either do um or we can we can is we it, can actually we can hold it over till tomorrow is it notes I, today uh yeah
0: okay i missed it completely i guess yeah yeah what I, do you want to do it tomorrow then
1: yeah let's just oh you know what it's what? because the uh version of the rundown i sent you didn't have it in it
0: ah That's okay so it was is. it was your it bad was, not mine it was
1: a late edition a late edition okay yes so we'll just hold yeah we'll hold it this is from bill so, okay. Bill, if you're listening, we'll get we'll we'll get it in tomorrow during the regular uh part of the show.
0: Okay. Great, 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 great.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah. I I don't know what's going on with Brighton today.
0: They just didn't do anything. They any didn't the take the,
1: the opening break. Yeah. Where you do like the one minute thing and then we play right. our thing and they play theirs. Yeah. They 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 played our thing. Okay. Um I took the break at twenty six, which was it's supposed to be from twenty six to twenty eight thirty. Okay. They didn't take the break at twenty six. Okay. They took the break after we came back from the quote break that it was supposed to be, and what? started in with Scott again. Then they went to their break, and then uh, at fifty five, which is yeah. we're always out of fifty five. Yeah, uh, we're a little more lax on the other days of the week with that sure. fifty five, but yeah. with Mondays it's fifty five. Right, they didn't go to break. They list they 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 played our sixty second thing. Okay, <laughs> and then we came back and started doing the bonus round, and then they went. So I wow. I don't know. If well, it's a new find guy. Out what or, because
0: if they're changing their clock, we need I to find I need know. to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know that when we did uh the uh, eMord telethon, telephone, yeah. well, we did three hours on Broadway. When I
1: talked to when I talked to Bob, yeah, uh it was like a hey, we have obligations. We gotta do a two and a half minute break at the top of the hour, and then the two and a half minute break we can take anywhere in the hour.
0: Yeah. It's like, okay. Well, we were doing top and bottom for that three hours. The question is, have they instituted that? And we need to modify it. It'd be easier if they did it at 30, right? I believe. If, but
1: If they did I, did, I just somebody needs to tell me. because mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't know.
0: It, well, exactly. So maybe that's what they've changed yeah. it to. And that's fine. Just we need to yeah. know. I'll right. shoot an email over to somebody. Okay. Yeah, let's find out about that. So what else is going on this week on the Robert Scabbell Show? What else we got scheduled?
1: Let's take a look.
0: Ooh, hey. Oh, I saw something already. Tuesday. Sorry hour. about that.
1: Yes, Tuesday.
0: Dr. Kenneth Oliver, we had him on before. He's a chiropractic neurologist. Dude is smarter than, so I'm saying it, than your typical allopathic neurologist. He wouldn't say that. I mean, because he studies what they study too, but because he applies a chiropractic view of the body, not an allopathic view of the body. He's better, in my opinion, absolutely, and he's helping my wife a lot. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of the things that have been helping her tremendously. And I'm so grateful for Dr. Kenneth Oliver. Uh, and uh, you may may find you want to avail yourself of his services as a chiropractic neurologist. Guy knows neurology as well as any allopath, but applies a different model to it. And then second hour, we should have scheduled Jamie Dorley and Christine Glein, unless others are scheduled our uh, monthly visit to uh, Nutritional Frontiers, and maybe we'll learn more about the tennis uh, tournament. It wasn't a tournament, but I was playing Christine back in Vegas uh, at the uh, Biomed Expo, and they had video of it and pictures of it, and we signed the tennis balls. We're going to do some kind of giveaway. So did you get access to those videos yet? Nobody has sent me anything. Okay, so we need to get... Again, I sent you, Phil sent the information on the new Brideon, I'm sorry, the new Nutritional Frontiers commercial. Did you find that? Did you search the forward that I did? Because I forwarded it to you, I thought twice now, maybe once, but um, that has links to uh, a new commercial for them. Yes, I see it. Okay, good. We just want to integrate that tomorrow for sure. And and then uh, we'll talk with them. Maybe they have access to those uh, tennis videos too, or still images, whatever, for tomorrow. It was fun. Uh, We played and uh, had a great time with Christine. She's a terrific tennis player. I was still warming up uh, by the time we were done, but we had a good time. I had a good time anyway. We'll find out more about that tomorrow. All right, let's see what else we got going on uh, this week. See Brandon Joe Williams on Wednesday from don'tbeaslave.com. Oh, that sounds interesting. I like that that, uh, that URL, don'tbeaslave.com. That could could bode well. Let's see what else we got uh, this week here. Am I in the right month?
1: John Richardson, James, I don't know, are you? October?
0: Oh, yeah, I'm looking at Thursday. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm flying out after the show on Thursday to the Health Freedom Expo.
1: Um. I show you as going to the Your Health Freedom Utah.
0: No, oh, I'm sorry. I jumped a week. <laughs> My bad. I was jumping the next week already. I'm so sorry. See,
1: that's all right. I do that yeah. too.
0: John Richards is Wednesday. John Stock Richardson.
1: Is, uh, we John should. Richardson, I don't think we'll have Ty, but I'll double check on that. Okay, um, yeah.
0: And, and then, uh, yeah, I was already looking to next week. That's funny. Uh, James Egidio? Ed, Egidio? 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 and uh jonathan medical truth podcast on thursday now friday
1: friday we need to talk about um because i'm i gotta head out of town on friday okay so we need to pre-record friday's show we've got nicole's we're in scheduled for friday
0: it looks like uh that wednesday and thursday i'll have time to do some pre-records if you want to set them up okay yeah so between those two days we can put together a friday show uh, no problem. And then we have the Your Health Freedom uh, event. And then the next week, you're right, Trinity Health Freedom Expo. And I should be live on Friday from the, the Health Freedom Expo. And that's the 13th with Michael Bolden because we missed him because I, I couldn't go live uh, last week because of my travel trip to Houston uh, for the uh, Healing Strong Conference. But Bolden should be scheduled, even though I'll be live from the Health Freedom Expo. Uh, we'll have Bolden on from the Tenth Amendment Center, which uh, I miss when we don't get to have that happen. Looking up some great guests. Looks like Marjorie Wildcraft's going to come back this month. Uh, what is this? Jason Rance coming up. All right. I'm looking at this. we got some cool, cool folks joining us this month. <sighs> All right. What else we got? Any questions, comments coming in through Rumble or any other Nothing. places I don't see? All quiet
1: over on All Rumble. quiet today? There's people there. I yeah. can see it says they're watching, but no comments.
0: Okay. What is this thing did you send something or or to, to Bolden? A panopticon of epic proportions? CDC awards two hundred sixty million to track disease outbreaks and massive surveillance scheme.
1: Yes. He's big on the surveillance story, yeah. so I threw that over there so that we can uh we can maybe cover that when we have him on next. Okay, we missed I him
0: this last Friday. I know, I know. I was a bummed bummer that I couldn't be there.
1: Yep. So um just for my own um, selfish uh, desires here, yeah. Um, in hour one, at the end of hour one, when we were talking about the Ozempic, yes, I just wanted to drive home the point that the Newsweek article where they were going, oh look, it's it's wonderful, it's gonna be, it to protect us from the next pandemic hmm. because experts are saying that Ozempic can help uh, you know save lives mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. reduce those COVID morbidities. Um, that the expert, other than the guy that I couldn't find any information out because he's in London, yeah so maybe our UK listeners who actually aren't listening to this because they don't get this part of the podcast mm-hmm. um, in any case the the other expert that they touted uh, was just you know rolling in, in compensation yeah. I guess you can't say salary because they didn't they didn't affect his
0: salary Dude, we're going to feed you and send you to places and we don't expect anything from you for, right? dec- yeah, for, yeah, for, for years, decades, Yeah, for years. For years, this yeah. guy. And he's you gonna know, claim no conflict of interest.
1: Fly him out here, pay for his lodging and his meals and his stuff everywhere he's going, mm-hmm. you know, to the tune of, of, of tens of thousands of dollars. And then he puts in a little thing, oh, they didn't what they they didn't uh, affect my salary. Well yeah. that that right there is a dishonest. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he should acknowledge the fact that he's received tens of thousands of dollars from Novo Nordisk you right. know going back to at least when they started to uh make it available online which was mm-hmm. 2013 so who knows how long before that you know he yeah. was getting money as well and you know it's does that necessarily mean that the guy is crooked no it doesn't but it definitely opens the door and i think it's 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 wrong not to disclose that when somebody puts you out as an expert and you are touting the the benefits of a drug that you have been paid by the drug maker uh, to potentially be biased about, you know, it's just mm-hmm. it's the it <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I just look at that and you know how many people would would just read that article and not think to look some look for something like that? They would just mm-hmm. go, oh, well, he's an expert, right? Yeah. Right.
0: Oh, he's oh, an man. expert. Another disastrous benefit to big pharma. Uh, did you see? I sent you an article, and maybe we can cover it tomorrow if time permits. Um, there's scientific research coming out sh- showing that COVID, what they call vaccines, COVID injections, are damaging all hearts, not just the ones it that are like, being I, diagnosed.
1: I, I wish they pick a different picture. Yeah, I know. That's kind of gnarly. It kind of turned me off when I. <laughs> I'm yeah, not a big I, fan of like you know bloody you know but yeah. yeah. Well, it, maybe
0: you can find one without that, but suffice to say, I think it's an important <laughs> article to cover, and uh, you know we need to talk about the things that we could do to remedy. I'm kind of a wuss when it comes to that. Yeah.
1: So what they did is that ugh, I'm looking yeah. at it now. Mm-hmm. This, I mean,
0: it's, yeah, it's a heart. Yeah.
1: It's a heart that's been cut mm-hmm. in half. Yeah. Now listen, right. if you, you could plunk a T-bone steak in front of me, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you're all in. But
0: uh, you know. let's let's talk sports for a moment. We haven't talked sports yet.
1: Your Atlanta Falcons lost again, didn't they?
0: They're embarrassing. I mean, whatever is going on, I don't know what happened there. I'm not I'm not that interested in them. Whereas the Atlanta Braves in baseball are totally fun. They tied the the record of most home runs in the season and um they also set the the record for slugging percentage, I think is the the term 501. No, no team has ever when done said, that. you said
1: let's talk <laughs> about sports, I think you're talking about I thought you wanted to talk about the good sports.
0: Dude, whatever. Okay. Football. All right. Here, I'll give you a football thing. I'm seeing an image of um, what's his name? Aaron Rodgers, who had Achilles surgery. Mm-hmm. He's already walking on crutches. Apparently, they don't normally do that. He's usually in a boot for 12 weeks, and he's like two and a half weeks out. This guy knows about hyperbaric oxygen, knows about homeopathy, knows about all kinds of natural medicines and energy medicines. Is it possible that he could come back this year? I'm like, if anybody could, knowing what he knows yeah. to accelerate recovery, I'm not going to put it past him. That could be interesting. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Maybe. I mean, that's quite an injury. You know, yeah. it's no small thing. Usually
0: it takes a year to come back. Even Ronald Acuna Jr. back in the the, for, the sport you don't like that I like, baseball, you know, he came back, uh, I think, in just under a year but he wasn't the same that first year back until this year. And then he was just setting records, all kinds of records, um, home runs, stolen base, all of that combination. But, yep. uh, yeah, I just think Aaron Rodgers is an interesting dude. You know, he knows about the danger of the COVID injection, on and on it goes. So uh, we'll see. He goes on ayahuasca journeys, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> see what happens. Uh,
1: hey. Now your San
0: Francisco 49ers are like probably the number 1 team in, in in the NFL.
1: Uh there's only one other team that's 4-0 and that's uh Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah.
0: But I think uh San Francisco's more of a complete team than than the Eagles.
1: Yeah, I'm not as familiar with the Eagles, but mm-hmm. uh San Francisco's doing great. Yeah. I cannot complain. So looking forward to see what happens there. Brock Purdy is a, is a great quarterback, doing a good job. Mhm. Um yeah. What can I say? Mm-hmm. Did you see last week, though? There was a game, oh, and I can't remember who was in. I think it was the Dolphins, maybe? Yeah, 70 points. They won by 50
0: points? 70 to 20, around. Yeah. 70 to 20? Well,
1: yeah. I had to look at that. And I'm like, is that a typo? Right. I, I missed that. I missed that part of it because I was back and forth during during the games when they were playing. Mm-hmm. That was insane. Seventy. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I saw a game that had a score of 70. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway. Pastor
0: Craig was good today. I enjoyed him. Yeah. Uh, as I said, people of faith who really recognize that freedom is is the essence of creation as well. Are uh, You know, I just respect that immensely. And as I said, I think it's more evidence that the religious left have become a greater threat to freedom than what, what they perceived used to be the religious right if they were arguing for a theocracy. We're not for either side of those things, but uh, <clears throat> the point is they want everybody to believe and live as they believe through government force, coercion, deception, et cetera. And, and I don't care if it's the right or the left that does it, we're gonna stand against that. Uh, you know, the point is if freedom isn't your default setting, you might not be a fan of this show. Speaking of which, I was thinking that's the easiest T-shirt we could get designed, and we can reach out to Lori. No. Have you know my the one I got made, or or I think Allison might have done that for me. I can't remember, but it says def- my default setting is freedom. I would just reverse mm-hmm. that and say freedom is my default setting. The Robert Scott Bell show do that square, and we can make some T-shirts for that. I think pe- that would be popular. I have a sense that that's yeah. an easy, Why thing. Not? Not, not controversial. I don't think anyway. Yeah,
1: let's do it. Um. One thing I'm looking forward to on Thursday, just because it's always fun whenever we have Jonathan Ward on, Mm -hmm. to talk about some of the crazy stuff that's going on in politics, just so we can have some laughs. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you seen the the, the situation going on with this congressman by the last name of Bowman? Last week, when the budget talks were going on in Congress, you know, it was very contentious, right? You know, we got to you know, stop the, the government shutdown and they were, they were disagreeing about stuff like that. This, this Congress critter uh, Bowman mm-hmm. pulled a fire alarm in Congress. What? The,
0: yes. I didn't hear about this.
1: Okay. So, I so, busy and busy. I, I, I'll have to read it more detail. I've just caught like the surface part of the story, but uh, apparently there was, there was, you know, some stuff going on and, and uh, there was a, a part in the, the debates and the, the voting and stuff like that where uh you know they were trying to block you know what was going on and it just happened you know just just strange coincidence that at a time where uh you know they were trying to the dems were trying to block something that was going on in the in the, the debate back and forth that this guy was in the in the hallway in congress why? and he pulled the fire alarm why well, you know what happens if you pull a fire alarm the alarms go off people have to well, evacuate everything well, stops but why but, did he
0: do it did he say
1: well he says, here's, here's what he says, and they have a picture of him actually pulling the fire alarm. His explanation on this was that he went to go to a door that is normally open to get in because he was in a hurry because he wanted to vote, but the door was locked. And so he reached over and, and pulled this thing thinking it would open
0: the door. Really? Do you believe that? Do you buy that?
1: Now, somebody took a picture of what it was that he he, he pulled to uh, to open the door that wasn't opening, now tell me something
0: oh yeah
1: you're, that's you're, you're a, a congress you're an adult uh a door won't open, yeah, and so you look over and you see this on the wall, yeah <clears throat> do you think this is going to open the door
0: do you don't you don't they arrest people for pulling fire alarms they do no fire?
1: they do, but he's saying he looked over, saw this, and pulled the thing mistakenly think that was going to open the door. That, honestly, this is what the guy's saying.
0: Is there any pushback to go? I think he was sabotaging. The <laughs> yes, vote absolutely. In
1: fact, vote. that what they've done is they've they've said, look, you know, you charged a bunch of people mm-hmm. uh, uh, January sixth for for uh, disrupting. I, I forget what the term is. Disrupting a federal, you know, right. proceeding or something like that. At, would, would and they're more. saying, look, you just you know, he did the same thing. And, and I, I just think it's hilarious that he's sitting there trying to say that he thought that that was a way to open the door. Mm-hmm. What kind of
0: stupid
1: yeah. excuse is that? And why would you think anybody would believe that? Yeah, Does that look like a doorknob? Is Does that, is that say open door? No, it clearly says fire. <laughs> so anyway, I'm curious to, to, to see. I always love it when we can bring up things like this. Because you know what, uh, Jonathan Yemore has kind of a very dry sense of humor. Yes, and I love it. It's yep. kind of deadpan, you know. Yeah, sometimes does. what he does. And So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say about that.
0: Oh yeah, that'll be a fun one to do. Yeah, yeah, for so sure. So anyway, all right. Well, if you guys want to chat about anything else, again, we mentioned the Bobby Kennedy. It looks like he's going to declare as an independent candidate. As I keep saying, as much as I, you know, I like him and others, and of course, we support without reservation, Jonathan E. Moore to become the next United States Senator from Virginia. Those things go for naught if you don't live in freedom yourself, if you don't stand against uh, tyranny yourself by your behavior, willingness to stand against and stand for you know something, which means of course, by definition, some people say you're standing against tyranny. In this case, if you're standing for liberty and uh, I would just encourage you whatever it is that can help bring a little bit more freedom back in incrementally or whatever. Uh, to do do that and and follow your go- your conscience, follow your conscience and what to do there. But I appreciate everybody's support of uh, Jonathan Neymar in this last quarter. I think they had to do the announcements uh, for whatever it was. I didn't get the, the details of it, but it sounded like it was good. And thank you all for supporting him. Uh, as you we said, we've got um, some other things to to jump over as far as hurdles to get there. But if there ever was a good man that I think uh, uh, is not going to betray his oath of office, that would be Jonathan Neymar. So, uh thanks for your consideration there, by the way. Uh what else we got? Uh anything else any other comments, questions before we wrap up today in the bonus round here on the show?
1: I got nothing over here.
0: Okay. Well, I wish y'all were with us at the Healing Strong event. There were 500 people or so there and it was great. Um um I can't wait when we can get access to the video. I think they did it on a uh, a, a camera phone or something, but it seemed to be good quality. They had a, like a little lapel that was connected to it. It was really sounded good. Um, but it was, uh, again, at least parts of that presentation I had never done before to kind of explain the different forms of medicine out there, how they got where they are, what, what they are versus what you think they are, that kind of thing. So we maybe can put, put that out on whether it be social media or other ways to get it out to you. Uh, or just join me at some of the other events. I may integrate that as well, some of the, the discussion points that are brought up uh, at the Healing Strong event. Uh, So check out the upcoming events tab. Hope to see you at one or all the events. Also from time to time, Super Don puts out in the newsletter and we have banner links to online free webinar events and that can help to also support the Robert Scott Bell Show indirectly, but uh, it's of great benefit if you will. Please uh, sign up for the newsletter if you haven't already. And uh, if you're not getting them, sign up again because there's something wrong (laughs) so you can get them.
1: Yeah, I mean if you're supposed to be getting them and you're not just let me know. I mean, it's most people get them. Sometimes they end up in like a spam folder or something like that just because your email provider decides that it doesn't like the look of it or something. I don't know how that works. Yeah. But if if you're not getting them, we're doing twice a week now with the help of Anna. Yay. Yeah. So your feedback is always welcome. There's something you'd like to see different on there. But it's at least it's going out twice a week. It's better than once every six months like it was there for yeah. a little while.
0: Yeah. Well, so. again, thank you for your support. That helps us to get the help we needed desperately for Super Don to do more of what he's most uh, awesome at and loves to do as opposed to some of these other things that are just He's done them. You've done them, but good lord, uh, it's nice to have some support so we can do even more. And 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 that outreach seemingly is helping. So thanks for that. Shout out to our friend Anna for doing that. And uh, anything else? I think that's it. Any other comments or questions coming in through the chat room? Doesn't look like it. Shout out to Bolden who showed up. Literally. Oh, by the way, Never.
1: Catherine uh, from uh, one of our patrons. Mm-hmm. Um, I managed. I forgot. I meant to say something about this here,
0: but uh, a new patron.
1: No, Catherine uh, has been a, a patron for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, sent us an email. And I just wanted to show you here in the email. Well, I'm Actually, I'm not going to show you the email. Hold on. Okay. Because I don't want to put her email out to the general public. But she says, hi, Robert and Super Dawn. I feel like I won the jackpot. Thanks again for your generosity. She got her AMA prizes.
0: Oh, okay. Wonderful.
1: And I do have a picture here.
0: Let me show you real quick. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I, I, I was neglectful because last month was so busy, not that this one isn't, but we sent out stuff for both months if, if you won things. Uh, and folks, that you, you, if you participate in the Patreon support, we do our Zoom AMAs and we give away fun stuff thanks to our sponsors. And you guys often get way more than you've contributed. And that's not a complaint by me. I'm glad we could do it. There you go. Look at that. She got Sovereign Copper. She got the Sovereign Silver Spray and the Sovereign Silver Gel. And that's just for answering the trivia question, being the first one to right. get it right. Look what appears.
1: Once so, a month, we do that, and we usually have like five or six winners, right?
0: Yeah. I think we're giving away too much, but hey. Then again, <laughs> I think we should be charging a million dollars for each you know, homeopathic hit. A, I'm a million dollars? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Come on. Call me a greedy capitalist pig. Wow. Dude, we 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 do we do so much that's not that doesn't bring money in. It's ridiculous. It's embarrassing, yeah. honestly. But I'm we are a healing ministry, it. though, right? It is a healing ministry. It's that's true, right. super. I'm glad you okay. remind me of that. Now I don't forget that. This is what this is all about. So whenever I can give you something for free, I love to. <laughs> although, you know what your mama said, they ain't no such thing as a free lunch. But hey, there is charity. Charity gives without expecting reward. And that's why I'm, I'm you know, grateful for the opportunity to give, because others do, to be able to give back. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So right. See anything else? Yeah, I think that's it.
1: Okay. Well, thanks for hanging out, guys. We appreciate it. You guys are awesome. We'll be back tomorrow with another awesome show, but it'll cost you a million dollars if you want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. A
2: billion. Thank <laughs> you.